Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday and we are five days into the month of June. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, an Allentown woman died of respiratory failure at the same hotel in the Dominican Republic where a Maryland couple died. Miranda Shop Warner was found dead at the Grand Bahia Principe Hotel on May 25th. Days later, Edward Holmes and his fiance Cynthia Day were found dead in their hotel room. The U.S. Department of State confirmed the couple's deaths in a statement to ABC News. We offer our sincerest condolences to the family on their loss. We are in close contact with local authorities regarding their investigation into the cause of death. We stand ready to provide all appropriate assistance. The U.S. Department of State and our embassies and consulates abroad have no greater responsibility than the protection of U.S. citizens overseas. Out of respect to the family during this difficult time, we have no further comment. In both cases, the cause of death was listed as respiratory failure failure and pulmonary edema. Shop Warner's family released a statement saying, was this a poisoning? Why wasn't that question originally investigated by local police? Is it just normally assumed that a healthy 41-year-old suddenly dies like this? Is this a pattern? So, so Kathy, it was the, the one woman and then another couple? And then a couple, yeah. yes. Okay. So, separate incidents. Yeah. And I heard on the news this morning, too, that they hadn't done toxicology tests. So It's, just, it's different over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mind you, if it had been two people, um, you, you know, you could say, okay, well, it, it, it's conceivable it was just happenstance, but you have a couple and then... And this, then a woman. Yeah. Yeah, so police... Of the same thing. Right. Now, police say that they are aware of Shop Warner's death, but haven't opened a criminal investigation. Uh, they have opened one into the Maryland couple's death. A Delaware woman survived a brutal attack that nearly killed her while at the uh, Majestic Elegance All-Inclusive Resort in Punta Cana in January. You remember that story? So yeah. Both of these out in the same week. Years ago, we were at... Uh, my wife and I were at a uh, resort down in Jamaica, and uh, the, the people, the couple we were with, one of the uh, the the parties got sick, and um, and the guy basically the resort says just try to tough it out because you don't want to go to the hospital yeah, and oh, you don't, yeah. yeah you don't want to you don't want to leave here yeah take some <laughs> fight it with Alka-Seltzer or whatever because no, you don't want to leave here. Listen, we've known some doctors that we've been friends with, and whenever they travel somewhere like the Caribbean, they take antibiotics with them. They, yeah. take, all, they take all yeah. kinds of stuff with them because they know that sometimes medical care <laughs> is right? less than stellar. Well, I never remember- thought to do that. Never ever. I'm like, well, definitely bring some Advil if you can get like a Z pack or something like like a standard, mm-hmm. you know, antibiotic, a kind of cover all antibiotic. <laughs> I'll bring an IV for take Christ's sake. Yeah. Remember when after we, hearing these stories, when we all went to Jamaica and at the airport, something happened. I got sick. I was like fainting, and they took me in this back room, and this woman, woman, yeah, I don't know who she was. I don't Oh, yeah. She literally, she handed me a pill. She goes, take it. And I go, what is it? She goes, it'll make you feel better. Oh I my go, God. What, what is it? Is is it? it? She, she couldn't tell me what it was, and I didn't take it. Like, here, I just, here you have no babies. It's the field. <laughs> You're giving me birth control? Yeah. yeah. And they were like, she's got to go to the hospital. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I am not, like, oh I don't know God. what this is, but I'll just put me on a plane and send me home. Well, you made the right you made the right call because yeah. you, you were feeling better later on, right? Uh, later on, yeah. I was completely fine. Um, I, I have no idea what the hell it was, you know what but happened? I was not taking that pill. The terror of the Medical care you would have received scared the disease Seriously. out of you. Yeah. I'm not get- and then and then they brought me um, like a little bottle of water, and then they put their hand out for a tip, and I was like, I might be dying right now. Yeah, <laughs> you got bizarrely sick in Hawaii too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. Yep. I, I can't travel. You I guess shouldn't not. travel. I, no, I really yeah. shouldn't. No. Good, good, a good indicator is that when you're in a hospital and the surgeon turns around at the door like <clears throat> with his hand out, it's like uh, you're, in, you're in a substandard yeah, place. They wanted a tip. Yeah. They wanted a tip. So just be careful if you are traveling to, uh, to the Caribbean. Wilmington police are investigating a new shoplifting scheme. They noticed in recent weeks there had been a significant uptick in shoplifting incidents in the city. Police say that they found a number of mom and pop convenience stores selling items that had been stolen from bigger chains like Walgreens. And CVS. Shoplifters were going to the bigger chains, stealing the items, then bringing them to the smaller convenience stores who were paying them a dollar an item. The stores were then reselling the items for two to three times the cost. Police say many of the products that were stolen were in plain view on the shelves in the local stores. Some some still had the Walgreens and CVS labels on them. Well, Kathy, I just bought a surround sound system from a magazine stand in Wilmington. So, yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, yeah, it might be one of those cases. Most of the items, no, Steve, most of the items were beauty products like oh, soaps, okay. lotions, and body wash. Some of the stores were putting out lists to certain individuals to go out and shoplift those items for their store. Police say they found at least five stores who were involved in the scheme. All have been shut down by licenses and inspections for various infractions. Investigators believe they may be, uh, there may be other stores involved in similar schemes, and they're asking if anybody knows of this to please contact police right away. Uh-huh. LabCorp said approximately 7.7 million consumers are affected by a breach at a third-party collections firm, American Medical Collection Agency. In a filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission on Tuesday, LabCorp said the breach happened between August 1st, 2018 and March 30th, 2019. Information that could have been exposed included names, addresses, dates of birth, and balance information. Damn! Notices are being sent to LabCorp customers with whose credit card or bank account information may have been assessed. The disclosure comes one day after the collection firm that worked with Quest Diagnostics informed the medical testing company that the data of 11.9 million patients had been affected in the breach. Uh, American Medical Collection Agency, a billing collection service provider, reported that an unauthorized user had uh, access to the collection agency's system containing personal information received from various entities, including from Quest. Forensic experts said that they are investigating the breach. In sports this morning... Sacks are yummy. Jay Bruce hit a grand slam and two home runs, and the Phillies beat the San Diego Padres 9 6 last night in San Diego to end a five game losing streak. Nice for that guy, man. Bruce tied a career high with six RBIs in his second game since being acquired by the Phillies and hit his ninth career grand slam. Jared Eikhoff pitched six innings and gave up three runs and four hits, striking out five. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Jake Arrieta will get the start game time. It's at 3.40. Now, before the game, the Phillies learned that Andrew McCutcheon had a torn ACL and will miss the rest of the season. What the McCutcheon hurt his knee, uh, his left knee during Monday night's game against the Padres. An MRI revealed the injury. No date has been scheduled for the surgery yet. Both the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Finals had an off night last night. The NBA Finals resume in Oakland with the Golden State Warriors and Toronto Raptors tied at one game apiece. Tip-off is at 9 o'clock. And the Stanley Cup Finals will continue tomorrow night in Boston with the Bruins and St. Louis Blues tied at two games apiece. Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy uh, said that the team captain, uh, Zdeno Charo, will be evaluated in Boston, and the team is preparing in case he can't play in Game 5. 
Uh, Chara took a puck to the face in the second period of the Bruins Whoa. game four loss and according to multiple reports has a broken jaw. He dropped to the ice bleeding and was helped to the locker room. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thanks a bunch, Kathy. Wednesday morning, midweek. You know that whole routine. We have some stuff to uh, supplement your day. We are going to... You know what? We should probably... Lately this year, I've been I've been getting right to the coolest teacher. Yes. And then I'll tell you what we have coming up for the day. So why don't we go ahead and do that very thing. Yesterday, chosen around this time to uh, text in was, was Bucks County Technical High School, or the Tech School, if you live in Bucks County. And uh, thank you for the overwhelming amount of text messages and votes that came in from the school. Marissa was giving me the numbers. It was like the overwhelming majority of the entire student body. Wow. Texted in. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, Pancake came in here talking to me about the, cause, uh, the school yesterday because that's where he went to high school. Oh, really? And he was saying when he was there, there was kind of like a major overhaul to like really turn it into a high school. When Pancake started there, it was kind of like a place where they just kind of sent the kids oh, who that, didn't want to be in high yeah, school. When, when I went to high school, that was like so that they didn't drop out. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. where they wanted it, them to go to learn something. But now it's like a beautiful campus. Yeah, yeah. Tech schools have changed over the years. Yeah. I, I was just about to say that you're exactly right. It folk, they help them focus in. They know what they want to do and they allow them to go for it. Marissa? Our intern, Ben, is a graduate of there as well. Oh, there nice. you go. Nice. All right. Well, let's find out who the coolest teacher was. Thank you for all the votes. The gang at uh, Bucks County Technical School have said the coolest teacher of the past year is Mr. Jim DiGiuseppe. Mr. Giuseppe. It's a, wait a minute. It says D. Giuseppe here, and then it says just Giuseppe there. Now, we'll, what the hell? We'll go with D. Giuseppe. Uh, is a business educator at the school. He went to Archbishop, Archbishop Wood Catholic High School, and he's also the head baseball coach there. Wow. Uh, and went to uh, Delaware Valley University, and he got his master's at Villanova. Yeah. Uh, so, Mr. DiGiuseppe, we are going to set you up with the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, courtesy of the President's Tea Show, and a $50 whatacrockmeals.com gift card. Congratulations to you. Let Mr. DiGiuseppe know in case he's not listening, and tell him to give us a call. We'd love to hear from him. It's a friendly name, a friendly-sounding name. This morning, yes, it is. All right, so we need to draw another one, and I believe it's my turn. So let me reach into the container of love. Find a new school. We're right, we have just a couple more to go because we're wrapping this up this week. All right. I've got a sheet of paper and I kind of headed out into my territory. Lansdale Catholic High School. Hey! All right. Lansdale Catholic High School. We now turn to you to let us know. Who has been the teacher that has affected your life in a positive way and been the coolest this past year? It's very simple. You just text the word teacher, followed by that teacher's name, 239333. The tally of the votes tomorrow morning, we will find out who that person is and bestow them with the gifts that we have. Just a little thank you, actually. It's more symbolic than anything. But uh, we are happy to do it. So once again, Lansdale Catholic High School. Text word teacher followed by the teacher's name, 239333. And we'll find out who's going to get that award tomorrow morning. We have a lot of stuff going on today. We are going to go on Fox Good Day, which is our Wednesday ritual. We'll do that uh, after the Bizarre File, most likely. We get close to 8 o'clock. We also have a, a very cool guest, Marissa. Uh, saw this gentleman, sent me a video when he had performed at the Phillies game recently. It was a couple weeks ago. 
And uh, he played God Bless America on the harmonica. He is a 96-year-old World War II vet, and it is the 75th anniversary of D-Day this week. Yes, tomorrow. So he was not directly involved in the D-Day uh, um, uh, operation, but... Uh, he was in uh, Okinawa and uh, is a, a veteran of World War II. So we're going to have him come by and play this morning. Obviously, we'll talk to him about his story. Yeah. And uh, has lived his entire life here in Philadelphia. Never moved. In fact, <laughs> never even been to New York City. He's 96 no. years old. And he's going there, I think, this week or next week. Next or week, I think, like yeah. That. So, it's a very cool story. <laughs> I and love it. We're thrilled to have him in. Yeah, so he's going to be popping in. His name is Roland Scarinci. Scarinci. Scarinci? I think so. Uh, C-A-R... I'm letting you say. S-C-A-R-I-N-C-A. Scarinci. Scarinci. Thank you very much. He's going to be popping in, which should be pretty cool. And a gentleman known as Bert Kreischer is going to be getting in touch with Another World War II veteran. Yeah, A lot of people don't know that. No, he he actually was supposed to call us a while back, but he got violently ill. I mean, he looked horrible. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll uh, we'll check him at Bert and see how he's doing. He's going to be at the Met in July, so we'll get the tickets, uh, information, all that stuff at Bert a little bit later on. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. I have compiled some stories to pass along the world of celebrities and a stupid question. On the way next, we'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, uh, I have a stupid question all set for you. We are going to give away this morning a $100 gift card to one of Casey's favorite restaurants and... uh, it just doesn't tell me what restaurant that is. Okay. Um, we haven't decided. It's going to be something in Delco. Okay. So it could be, I don't know. You, you, you are a, a bit of a foodie in the Delco region. So yeah. uh, we'll, I'm curious to see what you select. All highfalutin and whatnot. All and absolutely. And we'll just be sure yeah. wherever it is they serve escargot. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> you get a $100 gift card to a restaurant. All right. So In Delco. Yeah, the question that we have for you this morning, <laughs> maybe Thunderbird Pizza, who knows? Is Notre Dame is an excellent example of what kind of ac- architecture? 215263WMMR. This By is the, the way, cathedral, right? Not the college. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I should have said Notre Dame. Did I say Notre Dame? It doesn't matter. All right, Notre Dame uh, is an excellent example of uh, what kind of architecture? 215263WMMR call right now. Uh, some birthdays today. I will go through in just a moment because we need to meet our coolest teacher. I'm sorry oh! I didn't see that. What did that did happen? Not see. It was, he's been up there for a little while, and I completely forgot about it. Uh, we drew a name yesterday, and it was Bucks County Technical School. We had the students vote, and they told us who the coolest teacher of the year was. And we have him on the line, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jim DiGiuseppe. Hey, 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 hey. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, congratulations, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. No, cool. no problem. Well, the kids did it for you. We just randomly chose a school and gave them a format to go to. But uh, you must have done something right. How long have you been teaching at uh, the the tech school? Uh, this is my nineteenth year here at the tech school. Well, that's a wow. long run. No kidding. Always been a business educator. Yes, sir. 
I've always been that, and uh, I've always said we've got some of the smartest students around, and they just, you know, they just reaffirmed that this morning. Ah, <laughs> they nice. made a wise selection. No wonder you won. You know what? We had mentioned, Jim, at the top here, uh, tech schools used to kind of get a bad rap of that's where you would send off the kids who weren't very academically adroit, and uh, not so the case any longer. I mean, they, they've really, it's, it's, a, it, it's become such a great avenue for people who have a a work oriented ethic and they want to, they know specifically what they want to do they get started yes sir yeah yes sir it, it, it's just an awesome place our kids are awesome our our faculty and staff's amazing and uh you know uh, i think our, our tech schools without question uh you know the, the model school when it comes to things like that it's just an awesome place to work and uh like I said, our, our students are just tremendous here. Is there one thing in particular you'd say, if you were a betting man, what really put you over the top? Because we had a tremendous amount of votes come in. Yeah. So uh, what what cinched it for you, do you think? I, I guess it was my charming personality. <laughs> <It's> got <laughs> must be it, clearly, yeah. Uh, uh, hey, um, I have a connection to both Joanne and Marie in the office. Do you, uh, do you know either of them? Yes, I do. Okay, make sure you tell them that I said hi, okay? I, I will definitely do that. All right, thanks. Kathy owes the money, so yeah. No, nice. no, it's my it's my cousin and uh, one of my great friends from high school. Her mom, they both oh, work there. Yeah, nice. there you go. Yep. Hey, Jim, good people. Good what do you, people. what do you usually do in the summertime after uh, set the school session's done? Uh, once uh, I I also coach baseball, so once the baseball my baseball season finishes up at Archbishop Wood, and then we finish up the season here at Tech, I uh, I do a baseball camp, and then for the most part, just hang out and. Uh, vacation with my family so uh, i'm looking forward to that very in, nice uh, in the next month or so well we have this little memento for you it is called the preston and steve coolest uh, teacher of the year coffee mug you can do with that what you choose and we'll also give you a 50 dollars uh, what a crock meals gift card as well so you can have some good eats all right awesome thanks a lot guys appreciate you, it you bet congratulations yeah. jim have a great summer jim and Dee giuseppe Business educator at Bucks County Technical School. If I was to get one of those mugs and I was a teacher, I would display it prominently mm-hmm. right out there. <laughs> Not so far out that it falls off the desk, no. but so that everyone can see it. I might get like a pedestal and a, and a, a plexiglass case or something <laughs> With a like light that. on it and a, a security guard standing mm-hmm. next Agreed. to it. Agreed, and little velvet ropes around Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations, and uh, the next school is Lansdale Catholic High School. Let's have you highlight a teacher. We wish we had time to do every single school in the area, but this is uh, the best way we can at least say a nod to uh, those teachers that work so hard and uh, have done a great job. So uh, thank you. All right, so let me go through the birthdays while we're waiting to get our answer. I have a lot of them, by the way, so I'm going to zip through these fairly, zip, zip, zip. fairly quickly, if you don't mind. Pete Wentz, a fallout boy, ex-husband of Ashley Simpson. They do you know, uh, Uma Thurman, the song. Uh, and uh, she he is 40 years old today. Aaron Peanut Wills. Bassist of 311. Ah. Also has a birthday today. He's 45 years old. Uh, Nico McBrain. Uh, yeah, he's the drummer of Iron Maiden. Nico McBrain. That's Always a cool name. That was going to be my radio name. name. Or Nico yeah, McBrain? Yeah, but, but it was already taken. Uh, he's 67 years old. Uh, in the world of acting, Mark Wahlberg celebrates his birthday today, and he is 48 years old. Uh, we've had him in the studio a couple of times. Uh, he's called in a couple of times. He's been nothing but really cool to work with. And uh, yeah, yeah all, and, he's, he's sort of, and he sort of has... Philadelphian honorary status, correct? Because of Invincible? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Agreed. And by the way, it's uh, 6.43 a.m., so he's probably in his fourth hour of exercise by, <laughs> yeah. uh, by now for the day. 
Uh, so happy birthday to Mark. Uh, it is also actor Ron Livingston's birthday. Yeah. Office Space is where we first got to know him. If that's uh, all he ever did, that'd be, uh, yeah. that'd be enough. Uh, Sex in the City. He's also in Dinner for Schmucks. He's great. <laughs> I love that movie. And he's in the uh, he's in the uh, the vacation movie the, with Ed Helms, isn't he? The, um, is he? Yeah, isn't he? Okay. The, I think he's the, the father of the family that he... They they battle with at the end of the amusement park. Unless I'm missing my. No, you're possibly. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's very funny. The remake in 2015. Yeah, he also did which which World War Two. Oh, a Band of Brothers. Was yep. it Band of Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's really good in that. Okay, because I wasn't sure if it was that or if it was the the Pacific. No, because HBO did two really yep. really great shows. He's 52. Uh, Kenny G. Wow, the smooth jazz sax player. Last time we saw him. Didn't Kanye hire him to play for Kim with all those roses in in uh, wine glass or in uh, in champagne flutes yeah. all around the floor? And she comes in, and not everyone was convinced that she knew who he was. Yeah, and uh, but it was kind of wild. Is this the actual audio of that? Yeah. Who are Who are you? <laughs> We're looking at a, at a screenshot of when he did it. It's. Actually, pretty freaking cool. It is, you know. Uh, and and Kenny G gets knocked pretty hard. He's actually a great sax player. He just happened to uh, write a song, "Songbird," which was very, very adult contemporary. Oh yeah, and very, very smooth jazz. But here you go. Uh, no, this is Christmas. That's right. But yeah. he is a, he's a talented musician. So happy 63rd to Kenny G. Uh, Lori Anderson, a performance artist, was married to the late Lou Reed. Uh, she is 72 years old. She did some pretty weird musical stuff. Very avant-garde. Yes, mm-hmm. you're right. And then the last birthday guy we've had in the studio before, and hilarious, Nick Kroll. I love him. Uh, is 41. And his, uh, his voice work that he does yeah. is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Uh, he is on, uh, what's the show I watch um, with my kids that I absolutely oh, on should, Netflix. should not oh, watch? God. Um, I can't believe I can't what? remember. Big Mouth. Big, Big Mouth. Oh, my God. The most foul television show I've ever seen in my life. And but he is a scream. He he went to Georgetown with, like, Berbiglia, and there was somebody else. John Delaney. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So those three guys, Yeah. I mean, you talk about, like, you know, talent and, and just kind of just you know, all pulled together in one yeah. spot. Yeah, well, he, stuff. And, he and Mulaney are the two main people on Big Mouth. So it's funny because Mulaney's stage act is very clean. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty clean. Yeah, it's, would you consider him a, a blue comedian? Yeah, um, not blue, not like Andrew Dice Clay blue. But what what happens is is his haircut and his suit kind of presents yeah. it one way, but. Yeah, not, he definitely he, drops that bomb. He's not Seinfeld, right? Know? No, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, but they're both super duper talented, and he has a birthday today, so happy birthday! All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question, uh, which is uh, Notre Dame is an ex- excellent example of which kind of architecture? Two one five two six three WMMR, and I will go to Kyle. See if we can get the answer. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Great, Kyle. So Notre Dame is an excellent example of what kind of architecture? Uh, Gothic architecture. Yeah, that's correct. Gothic! Absolutely. Hang on just a second. We are going to give you a $100 gift card to one of Casey's favorite restaurants. All this week, Metro by T-Mobile is giving you the opportunity to win Casey's favorite things. You can hurry now to your nearest Metro store. 
Take advantage of the best deal in wireless only at uh, Metro by T-Mobile. You can see store for details and terms and conditions. So, hey, did they uh, fix Notre Dame yet? I didn't know that they, uh, they, they did not. Start a couple weeks no, ago. No, but actually yeah. they've been presenting ideas, <laughs> and I read a uh, uh, an article where a guy has recommended they put a swimming pool on the roof. You know what? Really? There have been know. worse ideas. I'm yeah. sure that might have been in the original plans. You never know. Wouldn't you love to have seen Quasimodo taking a dip? Oh, that would have been much better. <laughs> than it's really wonderful. Than jumping off the side of the building. I could do the high dive. Uh, what all we have here for you? Uh, while many believe Woody Allen's career was over after controversy around him was uh, reignited by the Me Too movement, movement yeah, n- nothing, nothing's over. It seems that his reputation is relatively unscathed, especially outside of the U.S. The director has lined up a star-studded, though uh, thoroughly uh, European cast for his film with the working title of Wasp 2019 set to start shooting next month. Is this a sequel to Ant-Man? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, man. Uh, but some some pretty big names. Uh, Christoph Waltz is going to be in it. Uh, Oscar winner. So Phenomenal actor. Uh, Louis Garrell, uh, Sergi Lopez, Elena Anya, Gina Gershon, Wallace Shawn are all going to be in this film. Uh, Ellen's Spanish producing partner, Media Pro, is behind the new film. The story follows a married couple who head to the San Sebastian Film Festival. And according awesome. to the company, they said it's a comedy romance. It resolves itself in a funny but romantic way. So he is continuing to create movies. Mm. He loves it over there. Chloe yeah. Kardashian is embarking on a new chapter in her life. On Tuesday, Chloe revealed... I'm going to destroy the world. <laughs> oh, She's a new villain in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. <laughs> I'm tired of this. Uh, no, she revealed that she's moving. Where? Uh, following her split from uh, Tristan. To Mars. Whom she shares with, uh, she shares the one-year-old daughter, True, with. In a video shared to her Instagram stories, Chloe can be heard saying, I walk into my house because I'm moving, and guess who's here? The home edit to make me happy. She's referring to the a home organization service. Oh. Uh, Chloe is not moving away, however, uh. but is making Los Angeles her permanent home once again, according to E.T., uh, the star has been living in a rental property. Are you are you making this permanent? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, the star has been living. You have a very deep voice. <laughs> you have a very high voice. Shut up, <laughs> Chloe and ET. <laughs> that's a road picture. Actually, ET and Chloe. ET that's, and that's, Chloe. That flows yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, the star's been living in a rental property while her Calabasas, California mansion is getting renovated. I say rental property. Yeah, so she's just doing it while they're renovating. How much a month does it say? No, it doesn't. I thought you were asking her. I'm sorry. I didn't know oh, you were. Yeah, I guess I'm right here. I, I, told you. I didn't know you were. I'm sorry, E.T., I thought you were asking. Those me. monthly uh, rental rates oh, are God. just yeah. ex- unbelievably extravagant. So you got to imagine Chloe's not living in a dump. The story said with the addition of True and a breakup of Tristan, she wanted to change things up. Uh, she's happy. Her home is <laughs> getting a facelift. What the hell was that? But, was that Spandau Ballet? Yeah. yeah. They perform the anthem on our home world. <laughs> they do? They're revered for their incredible musical capabilities on our home world. Spandau Ballet might as well be Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the exciting news comes after Chloe opened up about her failing romance with Tristan on this Sunday's episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Stop dating basketball players. Chloe confessed to her best friend, you dumb bear, uh, Malika Hack, that it had been really hard to regain trust in Tristan after he was caught on video getting close to an unidentified woman in a New York City lounge. Really, it was really hard to regain trust after he cheated on you blatantly in front of other people. A couple of times. Yeah, he's never publicly. I'm finding it hard to trust you. I'm finding it hard to trust you. He's every time you come home, I smell tub girl on your breath. <laughs> he's never publicly addressed any of the allegations. Of course, he, what, he. Everyone knows he cheats. What is he? He's, he's going to deny it. So Chloe explains in that episode to Malika, "I'm someone who where the energy I have towards true. That's all that matters to me." If that starts to be affected by me wondering what's Tristan doing, where is he, I will be out in two effing seconds. Why didn't you stop dating basketball players? Nothing is worth that for me. Are you still in love, Malika said. Chloe says, I am in love. I I am. I know I love him. I love him. But still, I'm not going to act. My heart still beats with passion for him. Listen. But still, I'm not going to act like nothing's wrong. It's like when they're standing next to the Triceratops in Jurassic Park. Uh, Malika said, don't you want that to change? Chloe said, totally, but I'm not going to force that. He counts. It's been seven months. I'm like, so it's been seven months. It's been seven months. Uh, You always talk. That way, because it sounds stupid. Uh, she said, I'm allowed to do things when I want to do it, but he also needs to know your one stupid weekend or whatever you did, look what it did to three years of a relationship. It just demolished it. So was that worth it for you? I was watching a coming attraction for this week's I Don't Know Why. It just started playing, so I was sucked in. Whatever I wanted to watch, I had to wait to watch a trailer for this week's Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And apparently... Uh, Kim Kardashian's, one of the kids, their hamster dies. Oh, no. And, they, uh, they couldn't even, you, if you, if you, they're trying to make it exciting or interesting or funny yeah. or something. They couldn't even pull that off. Do they do the old hackneyed, uh, you know, sitcom? Let's just go buy another Get hamster another that looks exactly like that, that one. That would have been inventive. That would yeah. have been something. It's right. just nothing. It's her going, I, I don't want to tell her that this hamster's dead. <laughs> of course you don't. How long ago do you think that happened? Because I'm, uh, you know, probably about a year. All right, it's and so that's the newest episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, right? But the stuff the president's reporting on now, <laughs> reporting on, is uh, what's happening now in the world. And so it's you're just inundated with nonstop Kardashian crap. You know, you're, you're right. I am reporting on this. I feel like being, uh, you know, the television news reporters. And yeah, yeah. With Preston Elliott, ninety-three-three WMMR, Preston and Steve Show. Yeah, and it with my little uh, <laughs> do do that my slate at the end. Preston's not here this day. He's on vacation. I'm mm-hmm. filling in. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. I have other stories. Rain Move Wilson. Along. Rain Wilson is speaking out against racism after one of his friends discovered a noose on their front lawn. I saw a picture oh. of it too, and it was very intentional. Who's the friend? Uh, just a friend. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, it's no nobody famous. Uh, opening up about the disturbing encounter on Tuesday, Wilson explained that his friend Jamie and her and his sister, who are both African American. Uh, lived together in suburban Los Angeles and recently found the plastic tie, which was fashioned to resemble the rope used in lynchings, hanging from a tree in their front yard. Huh. Uh, the office actor said the incident was particularly awful because Jamie's 17-year-old niece was the one who first discovered the noose. And after it was reported, uh, police allegedly shook off the gesture and claimed that it wasn't a big deal. Uh, he said when police called, uh, uh, were called, they said, essentially, what's the big deal? 
And he said, Yolanda lost it. What's the big deal? She asked, well, officer, the noose is a symbol of lynching, which was used to hang thousands of African-Americans, especially by the Klan. Granted, this is a pretty lame noose, he said, but uh, might have been made by some local kids or something. Who knows? Uh, but the fact is, it's as strong a symbol of racial hatred, violence, and oppression as a swastika. Uh, then he went on to argue how racism is present in today's country and shared his belief that although the United States has come far as a nation, there's still a ways to go in terms of tolerance and acceptance. Uh, after sharing this disturbing post, uh, many of Wilson's followers, including uh, Jordan Sparks and Taraji P. Henson, commented with their thoughts and applauded the actor for speaking out. So that's just unfortunate. Um, Elsa Pataki really wishes Chris Hemsworth would put his shirt on. That's his wife, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the Avengers Endgame actor has revealed in an interview uh, the fate of the fear. Uh, I'm sorry, revealed the fate of the furious actress wasn't a fan of seeing him shirtless on screen. Uh, Hemsworth will appear shirtless in his upcoming film Down Undercover, which also stars Tiffany Haddish. She said there's some male stripping going on. Always healthy, he said, adding that uh, Pataki was over it. He said, she's just sick of it. She's just like, put your clothes on already. <laughs> well, is he doing Is he doing a uh, a riff on that Thunder from Down Under, the uh, the uh, Australian strip Chippendales thing? I know nothing about this particular movie. His wife is gorgeous, as you would well imagine. Yeah. Uh, for her part, uh, Pataki makes sure to not let the attention get to her husband's head. She said, for me, sexy is the inside of someone. Of course, I think he's beautiful. Really? Have you ever seen the inside of a body? Of course, I think he's beautiful and fit, but I will never tell him that because he will get to how you say cocky. Mm. Uh, Hemsworth told uh, GQ Australia that the secret to their eight-year marriage is making quality time together, but she's tired of him taking his shirt off uh, for every movie that he's in. So he's the hottest of the... Hemsworth brothers, correct? If you, yeah, I, would I mean, think let's so. be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's dude. He's strikingly good yeah, looking yeah. and in phenomenal shape. So, <laughs> Clump Hemsworth is pretty good looking, right? <laughs> the, 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 the third brother, yeah. right? Yeah, the one with the stump <laughs> coming out of his head. I was an iron You what? I was an Yeah, there. If you see him, there's really my third brother who's like, oh man, I guess a lot, most of his semen must have. Must have I, it's it's a case where the where the the sperm just graze the egg. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't in no, the He's a good looking dude, but he's not. The, Actually, the other... yeah, we're looking at the three of the brothers together. Yeah. All three are really good looking, yeah, except very... for Clump is a little. They, no, they have, they have chiseled features and everything, but they just you know, Chris is just a. Uh... Heads, heads and shoulders yeah. above the rest. But the clump is, is just fine looking. He's an attractive yeah. man. He's and then, very. If he was an only to, child, right. he'd be like, dude, your son is gorgeous. Just yeah. put a photo yeah. of clump up on the screen. You're like, ah, oh, it's a good looking dude. What do you put him next to Chris? And he's just like, that's embarrassing. And what, what hurts, though, is the family still refers to him as clump instead of, you know, <laughs> his real name. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, what else I have for you? Listen to this. Tracy Morgan bought a $2 million Bugatti at uh, Manhattan Motor Cars. And got into an accident 15 minutes later. Unbelievable. Uh, but an SUV had sideswiped him. That's according to this particular story. I don't think I would drive a, Buka- a Bukati around a Bukaki around a Bugatti. A, Buga- a Bukaki around a Manhattan. Yeah, yeah right? I, I like, was, that's the worst place yeah. you could take that. I was driving. Yeah, I don't know where it happened. Uh, he, he bought it at Manhattan Motor Cars. I don't know if it happened in Manhattan proper or not. But, yeah, that is not the spot where you drive your super or hyper car. What's a good driving yeah, around? A, yeah. There's a picture. It looks like Manhattan. Manhattan, yeah. yeah. Oh, where oh do I take God. this? Where Where's the safest driving in the world? Downtown Manhattan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeez. 
Uh, The car did not sustain any huge damage, the site reports. Uh, According to TMZ, Morgan was reportedly okay, but sent to the hospital to be checked out with some minor pain. Of course, this comes three days shy of the five-year anniversary of that fatal car crash that he was involved in on the New Jersey Turnpike. Uh, He allegedly got $90 million after a (laughs) Walmart truck crash in his limo, killed his friend, and left him in critical condition. $90 million. Yep. Unbelievable. That was five years ago? Yeah, five years ago. It doesn't seem like it does. No, it doesn't. Uh, Here's a question that we rose yesterday. How are Angelina and Brad Pitt doing these days? How are they doing? It was her birthday yesterday. Well, after calling a ceasefire in their public war, they appear to be co-parenting their six children relatively peacefully now. Well, there you go. He's got his new movie coming out. They became legally single in April, by the way. But a source says uh, Brad is enjoying spending more time with kids and uh, things have been improving with their four younger kids. You know who she apparently has designs on, Preston, from The Bodyguard? Oh, Rob Stark. Yeah. I always forget the actor's name. Madden? So I... R- Richard Madden? Yeah. John yeah. Madden. John, John Madden. John Madden? Boom. <laughs> I'm your bodyguard. Boom. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I approve. Yeah. That could be good. Well, all right. Uh, let's see. We, I think we got time for one. We do. We have time for... I mean, you, listen, you go through all this hard work. You're a journalist. <laughs> I got some... I actually have some a little short stories that I can go through real quickly, quickly here. A uh, pair of MT, MTV Classics dating game show singled out. And the Ashton Kutcher-led Punked are being rebooted. Um, This will be for Queeby, Jeffrey Katzenberg's new digital venture. We've talked about this a couple of times. It's biting at uh, fart bubbles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Each show is set for 10 minutes or less. Oh, was this more online stuff? It's on Queeby. Yeah. Yeah. And Queeby is online, right? Yeah. It's a digital venture, yeah. Okay. uh, 20 of each have been ordered, and the deal builds on MTV strategy. Every inventing, this is according to uh, MTV president, our iconic shows to reach new audiences on pioneering new platforms like Queeby. Were you a fan of uh, Singled Out at all? No. I hated the con- I hated the guys. Yeah. I hated the contestants. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the host? Uh, Jenny Chris, McCarthy. Mc- Chris well, Hardwick. Chris Hardwick, and then they had Jenny McCarthy work in the crowd, right? And then it yeah. was Carmen Electra for a bit. But that's where Marissa fell in love with uh, Chris Hardwick because yeah. of uh, his hosting. And he was a good host. I he mean, was. Yeah, it was, it was a goofy show, but it was not for yeah. It was for a younger generation. Uh, an animated Jurassic Park series is coming to Netflix. Camp Cretaceous will debut as part of a multi-show deal between Netflix and DreamWorks. Huh. Uh, and the story will follow six teens experiencing, experiencing life at a new adventure camp on Isla Nublar. Uh, is that the island where they... Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Let's put Didn't a kids' it, camp there now. Yeah. Didn't it blow up? Yeah, it, they've gone to it there many times, and it's been a freaking nightmare every time. Isla yeah. Sorna and Isla Nublar. Those are the ones that, uh, that Crichton describes in the book. Okay. Do they explain how the uh, how the dinosaurs make the jump from the one island to the other? They always explain it. I mean, if you, you really have to take a leap of faith to believe in any of it. Of course, yeah. these are dinosaurs that are brought yeah. back to life. So there's, a tunnel. Yeah. There, there's a tunnel. There's a tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Tunnel. yeah. yeah. A spoon. Uh, it's like Shawshank. Dead to Me is set to uh, is set to live for season two on Netflix. I've been watching this. Any I'm, good? Uh, it, it actually is really good. Okay. All uh, right. I, um, yes. And so I don't want to give anything away, but um, the, the fact that there's another season, I'm like, okay, well, I, I wonder where this story is going to go. Okay. Well, um, it's, it's the Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini show that you may have seen teasers for. Yes. I don't know. Linda Cardellini is so... Pretty. She is. And it's just funny to me that they made her like the ugly one on uh, Scooby-Doo movies. Like, she played Velma. She could never quite pull off the ugly, though. She no. always looked good. Yeah. yeah. Not ugly, just plain. Velma yeah. was never ugly. 
Just plain. Yeah, yeah plain. that's that's kind of what they went with. Yeah, so uh, they will return, and uh, to be determined is whether or not James Marsden will return. And then one last thing, Paw Patrol, Bubble Guppy, and Abby Hatcher and Butterbeans Cafe will each have new seasons on Nickelodeon as the network continues to focus on programming for preschoolers. Oh, I thought these were vivid movies. No, not vivid. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so just a heads up on that. All right. Ready for clips? Yeah! Yeah! So, spinning off from the popular show Blackish, Gronish follows the Johnson's oldest daughter, Zoe, as she begins her journey through college. In this clip, Yara Shahidi talks about her character growing up and going out on her own. Here we go. It comes with a lot more challenges than I think she expected, but what I love is that pretty immediately she meets a great group of people and each person is i mean as many casts are so different in their own right and so it leads to plenty of fun stories shut up uh gronish is on tonight eight o'clock and that's on freeform here's the next clip Black Mirror takes Uh-oh. a look at a dystopian future where technology is at its worst. And here, show creator Charlie Brooker discusses how plot lines in the show are becoming reality. Well, I think I'm a natural worrier. And that's that's often what the, the show is, is me kind of worrying, uh, having little worry fantasies. And, and and what is alarming is how many of the of the story ideas that we've covered in the show have either come true or there's, there's real-world parallels. You must- I love Black Mirror. Oh, man. Season 5 is now streaming on Netflix. That's what it says. So it must have kicked in this week. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, uh, really? Yeah, today was the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Stuff to watch. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love that program. All right. So there you go. That's what we have in the entertainment report for you this morning. A few things that are going on to make you aware of. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day today. We have Bert Kreischer joining us this morning. Awesome. Talk to Bert, see how he's doing. He was sick last time he was supposed to call in. And we have World War II veteran Roland uh, Skarinci, uh, who will be here. And he's a 96-year-old World War II vet. Recently performed God Bless America on the harmonica at the Phillies game last week. He's bringing his harmonica in here this morning, too. That. And apparently cool. he has a big library of Sinatra music at the ready as well. Love it. So uh, Pierre will love that too. He's yeah, a yeah. huge Sinatra fan. So we'll be back in a moment. Make sure that you stay with us this morning. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me in the fight against cancer and ride with Team WMMR in the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. The ride is Sunday, June 9th. This family-friendly biking event is a blast and starts off with you riding your bike over the Ben Franklin Bridge, and then we all end up together on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. There are also a few starting points in New Jersey for a shorter ride if you don't feel like doing the full 66.6. Each Team WMMR rider gets the free team t-shirt. Registration and complete details at WMMR.com. If riding isn't your thing, you can also pay it forward as a volunteer. All the details, WMMR.com. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. Flanzel Catholic High School, it's up for you to vote for the coolest teacher of the year. Uh, we have Jim DiGiuseppe of uh, Bucks County Technical School uh, accept his award this morning. He was very happy about that. Been there for 19 years. We'll find out who it is tomorrow from Lansdale Catholic. Uh, text word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. We will see if you can win. Going to do some uh, movie passes in a little while. we got Dark Phoenix coming up. The screening of that is uh, tonight. Tonight! tonight. So wow. listen up for your chance to win those. 
But I got this, uh, I got sent a link to this interview a couple of times yesterday and very glad that I did because one of our all-time favorite televangelists, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. Is talking about his luxury private jets once again. Now, (laughs) in his defense, he was approached... And asked, he isn't. Uh, this wasn't him pleading for help to get new planes. No, he was. He, he was. He was sort of um, broadsided here, yeah, uh, by, a bit. by someone who was coming up. But, but as one might ask, if one were given the opportunity, because he is so well known now, he's had, I believe, four. Right, at least, at least four. Because yeah. there, he uh, remember the last one, uh, the last video. Now. It's not as if he has no uh, culpability for this whole perception because he's been releasing videos. His The first time we became aware of him was his own pitch yeah. to get money because he the Lord said he cannot travel commercial. Correct. Because he, is, he would be distracted by people when he is trying to perfect his, uh, his homily or whatever he would refer to it as. Or, or his sermon. His sermon. Uh, he was being distracted by the human filth that tends to travel Steve, commercial. He called them demons. Demons. Yeah. yeah. He called them demons. And this is not what the Lord wanted. And the Lord actually had specific requests as to what type of aircraft he needed. Uh, because the particular one he had, he wanted has a larger fuel capacity uh-huh. so that he would not have to stop and encounter this filth. Yeah, uh, and uh, get to where he's going. So he's approached by uh, this gal from Inside Edition, uh, Lisa Guerrero. Uh, and by the way, you should see the limo that she walks up to that he's about <laughs> to get into with the security guys. It is just this, you know, it, it looks presidential is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, And uh, he's dressed to the nines, uh, and she approaches him. And let's hear a little bit. I, I have the entire clip here. Yeah. Uh, but let me, How let me, are you, sir? Let's play a little bit We'd just bit like to here. ask you about why you don't want to fly commercial. Mm-hmm. Why have you said that you won't fly commercial? You said that it's like getting into a tube with a bunch of demons. Why do you think well, that? No, no, listen to me just saying. Not the people. The main reason is because of the need... It, if I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. That's really the main He worked out the numbers, uh, and, and I, I, I've done the math, uh-huh. and it comes out. Demons, uh, the scum, uh, <laughs> customs, uh, finding parking. That <laughs> If I'm being honest, it comes out to 64.3%. <laughs> and uh, and I don't, I don't want to have to deal with that. And then, of course... <laughs> They load the handicap, <laughs> and dear God, that is. Listen, God bless you. I know that the Lord has has uh, visited this upon you and your sicknesses and your make a wish and all that nonsense. But I've got to get out and preach the word of the Lord. Talk about compassion. So uh, you may have seen me uh, step on over someone in a wheelchair. Or push lobber on their mouth. Oh, my God. Sometimes they sit there, and I don't know what. Maybe it's the foaming medication on their mouths or whatever, and. Of course, you hear the story, oh, they're in dire need of this cooler has a human heart in it and we need to load this first and all that hokum and bunk. So the Make-A-Wish kids get in your way, too. Oh, my God. My wish is that they go away. You can hear him think through his words about what he's going to say. You are so right. You can almost hear the gears because he's... 
And Jesus, oh, Jesus, give me the, give me a good lie, give me a good lie. By the way, in a moment here, he says something like, "I have to pray on that." That is there. Yeah, I can't think of what to say right yeah. now. I have to pray on it. That's like when your kid asks you a question you don't know the answer to, and you go, "Well, look it up." Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what he's don't getting into, by the way, you're right. Is I think is akin to what the the, uh, the, the president's yeah. limo is. It looks like. It. Is he getting? He's getting into the back seat, or is he getting into the front seat? Looks, looks like, like he's the in the front. front. Yeah, I like I, to ride up front because they pretend, pretend I'm driving. <laughs> I have one of those little. You see, kids have them little Fisher Price wheels. And I can pretend that I'm driving without actually driving. I, I would never do that. That's for demons. Yeah, you've always been driven around, Absolutely. so you don't know how I have to. Time, I have yeah. to have time to uh, think, but uh, sometimes uh, I like to go vroom vroom, uh, bang beep, beep beep. All right, so she continues on, and uh, here, I'll see Isn't it true that you want to fly commercial so that you can fly in luxury? <laughs> How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business, but... <laughs> Isn't it the business of your donors? Listen, I paid... <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard here, okay? Okay, you're God. God bless. God bless you. You're a sweetheart. But uh, if I could, without the cameras on, I would punch every last goddamn tooth right out of your head. I think. Now, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but he, he ends up calling her baby a lot. Oh dear. Uh, during this interview, which is really the image you want. Uh, yeah, baby. Let me tell you something, tits. <laughs> toots. <laughs> toots. Listen, um, I, I didn't come here to get uh, you know assaulted by some uh, walking gash. You know. Oh my about? God. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God! So why don't you, yeah, but he uh, he is yeah. clearly goes from he's got the smile, yes, but he gets angry. But yeah. and and here, it, so he could have deflected and t- he could have gone to what he probably wants to say, which it was, it was paid by donors and by people who believe that I need this because yeah. that's where all his money's yeah. coming from. Yeah, right. She's trying to say, isn't that a little about a bit outlandish? Does anyone know, by the way, how much that Tyler Perry jet went no, for? Not enough. I don't know. Head. We can look it up, but. Yeah. Uh, Listen, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but this guy just looks evil. He looks oh, I know. like he, an evil demon just dressed, uh, you know, like classic movie. If, if you were to play mm-hmm. a, a, a lying, um, uh, you know, a Jimmy Swaggart-ish preacher, this is what this dude looks like. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he's dressed to the nines. I mean, he's actually, it's full on. It's as luxurious as you can get. Let me continue on. I'd like to give you a chance to... To catch your breath and and have a conversation, we don't want to we don't want to catch you off guard. I love Inside Edition. You got to get this now. Hey, you listening to me? My my wife thinks Inside Edition is oh yeah. <laughs> what does that now, mean? I don't know. He's, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Help me. Just, let me let me pray. Just well, let me let me just let, ask. Let me, let me the piece you did on the Mario Lopez <laughs> was so insightful. And his betrayal of us later on a Saved by the Bell. Uh-huh. And in, in a way, we're all Saved by the Bell. Uh-huh. Like when they ring that bell to tell you that the flight is boarding. you got to <laughs> push that Make-A-Wish kids out of the way and step on the heads of the sick people to get aboard a flight. That's not right. A really simple question. A lot of people think it's unbecoming for a preacher to live a life of luxury and to fly around in private jets. What's your response to that? Very simple. It takes a lot of money to do what we do. It takes a tough we, man to make a tender chicken. <laughs> she stole that from Purdue. We have brought over a hundred. Let's see. This the latest figures just came out. Uh, 
122 million people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Is somebody feeding him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody uh. said next to him. <laughs> Say this. Yeah. Let me give you another example. Last May, the major export of uh, Brazil is textiles. <laughs> I was scheduled for Lagos, Nigeria. That's a long ways. I had a week off, and I was scheduled for Peru. Who's making that schedule? He is. Yeah, exactly. And I prayed about it, and I thought, I'm not missing that dedication in Jerusalem without the airplane that we have that I bought from Tyler Perry. And I didn't pay anywhere. Tyler's one of the greatest guys. He made it. He plays that, but do you care? (laughs) Did you see Boo and Boo, too? They were a hoot. He made that airplane so cheap. It looks like this big old black lady in a dress, and it's just so funny. (laughs) She says the darndest things. Well, this part where he stalls and distracts by talking about Tyler Perry is really, it's infuriating. Hey, look over there. It's the Westminster Dog Show. (laughs) Hell but buy it. Well, my question then, well, well, okay, all right, but I want to get to the demons because people are very concerned about that comment. Give me a chance here inside edition. I love your eyes. Oh, my God. I love your eyes. Oh, I love your eyes. Oh, yeah. And I hate to tell you this, but you're nipping big time. He's he's feeding into. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. would figure that a guy like this would have a better off the cuff rap, oh, you know? Yeah, but there, just, but there's. I guess they're seldom confronted this way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's got his captive audience and knows exactly usually what he's going to tell these so, people. So he's and, not he's not put to task yeah, this way. Yeah. He gets it's, away with it. If yeah. you're just tuning in, it. if you're just tuning in, it's Kenneth Copeland. I got a lot of people texting in saying, "Who is this? Is it the guy, the, the televangelist who's bought all these jets over the years? So actually, he hasn't bought them." <laughs> Please, Preston, you see all these jets. It was yeah. just fine. Yeah, that's it. And by the way, it's a a fifty four million dollar jet. This was this was. Um, I think that was the last one that he was asking for when he sat down with Jesse Duplantis, the other guy. The other guy, my yep. friend, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because we both do the Lord's work. Yep. All right, here we go. And uh, here's what happened. All right, what happened? We flew in 21 days. I'm trying to think. 70 hours. 70. 40,000 miles. Touched five continents and preached Face to face, personally, with a hundred and twenty-five thousand people. Do you ever? I hate his voice. One hundred and twenty-five thousand people. Now we went to that Lego place, <laughs> and there were no Legos there. Uh, so that—that's an issue that they name it a toy. I show up, and there's not any toys there at all. But 125,000 people for that amount of travel is not an impressive figure. No. I mean, you go to some of these churches and some of these places out, like in Texas, yeah. they'll hold 20, 30,000. I mean, they go sure. play stadiums. Yeah. Joel Alstein. Yes. That, that whole gigantic stadium. Yeah. Do you ever use your private jets to go visit your vacation homes, for example? <laughs> ah. Okay. Again, getting back to the comment. You said that you don't like to fly commercial because you don't want to get into a tube with a bunch it. of demons. Do you really believe that human beings are demons? Go. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. And he starts getting mad. Yeah. Pointing. Yep. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, 
but principalities and powers. Can you explain what you meant by... I, d I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's actually written on the inside of my shirt here. <laughs> it sounds impressive. It says, in case of danger, say this. That, that, in by the that great term. halls of the gods and cherubs and seraphim, <laughs> you will find a votive candle unto you. What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying to stop lying commercial, damn it. That, by that term, then. Just, just explain, because it's really simple. You said you didn't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. What did you mean? The, well, let me ask you. Do you uh, think that people that fly commercial are demons? Yes, I do. I do. I really do, because it's, it's a bunch of nonsense. But the, we're talking the scum of the earth. You fly commercial. Have you ever been on a fly with the oh. kid kicking the back of your seat? And uh, there's a Joe Bob off to the left of me sucking on some piece of jerky. That ain't no way to live. Well, what about first class? Isn't that good enough? That's still not good enough. No, okay. I don't want to be sitting next to some reality star. <laughs> They're you know, some, some Vanderpump chick. <laughs> I got the Lord's work to do. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, at this point, just own up to it and take your private jet and go preach and do what you got to do, Listen. but, like, you're just lying about why you're getting on a private jet. It's not going to matter to the people who are donating because they're, 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 already, they're already suckered in, but well, he, he should just be able to say, by the way, look, I just want the money, <laughs> and I really like to fly in style. I look at the car I'm driving. <laughs> yes. What did you drive up here in a Prius? Uh, I so who's winning this match? I think he eventually starts to justify the luxury yeah. in yeah, this, yeah. that, that it, the Bible says that it's okay, but let, yeah. let me continue on oh, here. Sweetheart, I'll explain this. To Sweetheart. You. Sweetheart. But it's yeah. a biblical thing. It's a spiritual here thing. We go. It doesn't have anything to do do with people the bible is not about people it's not about humanity and love and compassion and generosity i don't know what edition you're reading god who are his followers i'm, I'm saying man Dear god what happens is is that a lot of you know there there are some there are some legitimately good you know uh people out there that that do the lord's work and and, and do this sort of stuff but uh there are so many People over generations have been ushered along and know nothing mm -hmm. but these kind yeah, of preachers. Yep, yep, that were brought into this. Uh Right, this type of thing, and and uh, I mean the fact they think they're doing the right thing, and and that if they don't follow someone like this, they're doing the wrong thing. But the most miserable person in the world is someone who preys upon oh someone's God. genuine desire to be good and do good, yeah. and and benefit off that. Here we go. People, I love people. Jesus loves people. I just don't like them when I'm flying. <laughs> and I swear to God, and I say this in all sincerity, if Jesus was in front of me, I'd push him out of the way. But people get pushed in alcohol. Do you think that's a good place for a preacher to be and prepare to go preach to a lot of people? When somebody in there is dragging some woman down an aisle, it made me so mad to see that on television. I wanted to punch the guy out myself. I can't be doing that while I'm getting ready to preach. I don't want to see that nonsense. <laughs> he is saying exactly what a preacher. You, you would want to intercede, wouldn't yes. you want to say... Let me help. You want to. You'd want to minister to those in need. Exactly. You'd want to be amongst the people. Yeah. Keep them away. Keep them away. Seriously, uh -huh. like, look at this manicure. You know how much I spent on this, and you mean I got to wrangle some dumbass in the aisle of a plane? <laughs> yeah. It's just not going to happen. So you just don't like to be around the sinful people or the, the hurtful Despise people. Is that what you're saying? Not the people, baby. Not the baby. People. Lady on that one. Yeah. Uh. He's trying to think of what to say here. Big pause. No, but, Back. Yeah. Hugh, you're so Hugh. Yeah. Back during the days that we couldn't 
do anything else. We had to travel commercial. <laughs> we couldn't do anything else. Uh, you know, even <laughs> Jesus and Moses and all the apostles, they all travel commercial. <laughs> I understand. And back in the day, what uh, is he saying? Uh-huh. I've, when I went to Oral Roberts University, I flew for Oral Roberts. I'm a commercial pilot. Is he? You have how many planes? We have the Gulfstream, and we still have our citation team. And then we have a little small airplane. But those are <laughs> then about four one. or five other ones uh, and, and an aircraft carrier. <laughs> but don't use that. I mean, it's not like we, we fly off that. We just take that out, to, you know, for swimming purposes. <laughs> and got a submarine and, uh, and got a space shuttle. And uh, I also own a couple of planets. You have a submarine. And I have slaves. Oh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's not legal anymore, man. Now, that, now, that, now Nick, uh, and I know you're a God-fearing man, and I want to say, uh, I think you're misinterpreting the Bible. You said you own well, slaves. Well, uh, <laughs> yes, I did say that. <laughs> hey, look over there. <laughs> All the time. And other people use them, too. We have other ministries that, that use these. In the book of Ephesians. Oh, here we go. Oh, God, I love this. In the, in the oh, book of what? God, I love Ephesians, this. I think he's... In the, the book of, uh, yeah. Fiji's, uh, Fiji waters. <laughs> yeah, in the book of Fiji's. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. In the book of... It's a wonderful book called Goosebumps. <laughs> and in the book of Goosebumps, they got this, uh, this fellow who looks like a mummy. And he's scaring the children awful bad. But Jesus comes into their hearts uh, and says uh, that I should have a jet. Ermagerd. Ermagerd. <laughs> How many people work for this clown? And well, uh, please it, work tell me. is a, is is a, is a vague term there, Casey, because uh, many of my slaves do not work. Uh. <laughs> All right, here we they go. don't work a day in their life. No, they don't. No. If you love what you do, <laughs> yep. then you never work a day in your life unless you're uh, being held in captivity. All right, here's his uh, quote again. In the book of Ephesians. Ephesians. Oh God! I love this. Now, by the way, at this point, he's praying. He's holding her hand and he's praying. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. We wrestle not with people, but with principalities. Didn't he already say that? Yeah, yeah. Powers. It's the one quote he knows. Unseen things. Rulers of the darkness. It's like Kingpin. What's that? It's like Kingpin when they did the barn raising. You know what the Bible says about... Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's against it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the devil. He's a very real devil. Just the same as Jesus is a very real... Uh, let me tell you devil. something about the devil. He flies commercial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a devil. That's right. His former hell is getting on a commercial flight. And, and I spent a lot of time on airlines. But the main thing that happened... Was not that wasn't the main reason. The main reason was I could no longer do what I called to do and be on the airlines. Besides that, I need my clothes when I get there. Oh. <laughs> so you so rather than risk his luggage being oh, lost. Yeah. He buys a Gulfstream that, jet. The idea that pops into his head that like, yep. oh, listen, okay. Besides, uh, one, I got so I'm over there in uh, in Lego or wherever it was, yeah, or Stretch Armstrong or it was Duplo, and, Duplo, <laughs> and uh, I didn't have my underwears. I never made it to the location, and I was there. I was going commando, <laughs> and my bits were dangling as I was trying to deliver the word of the Lord, and I felt uncomfortable. I felt impure mm-hmm. and disgusting. All right. 
And so, and you have some fancy clothes. I mean, I for a pastor, you are living yeah. a life of luxury. Yes, you've I got am. great homes. Yes, you've I got am. great yes, planes. You do you drive yeah. in limos? I'm a and very wealthy man. You're a very wealthy man. Yes. Yeah. And some and people I'm would like, say I'm that is it is it appreciated? May I add something to that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, my wealth doesn't come from offerings alone. Because you sell things, books and DVDs. Yes, and I have a lot of natural gas on our property. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I have oh, a lot of natural gas. It's, it's, I fly in a pressurized situation, and it tends to make me fall. Now, I remember <laughs> us talking about the last time we talked about him uh, because he has got like a, a, a mini airport on one yes. of his properties, yeah. and they've leased out some of that land for natural gas uh, rights. And okay. so they've made, a, for the ministry and for Kenneth Copeland, uh, they've made a, a butt ton of money that way. All right. Didn't know that, did you, babe? Oh, I do. Come on, oh, man. Yeah, baby. Babe. Didn't know that, did you, babe? Sit on daddy's lap. Yeah. Could you could you imagine Jesus? Yeah, how about that, baby? Uh-huh. Yeah. Please, I, I, I really hope what? that there is some sort of expose um, documentary in the works, you know, kind of like the, what they're doing with Scientology. I, I just... Yeah. Well, the more this stuff... Listen, but the truth of the matter is, is that... <laughs> You know, Swaggart was caught banging hookers in a in a like a, a, a motel. It didn't matter. Yeah. He came oh, back yeah. and oh, built yeah. up his ministry again. Oh, I saw God. a commercial for it over the weekend, and and it, it and so it is what it is. And these these guys, you know, this guy. Well, you only hope that on the other end of his journey, he gets he gets what's coming to him. I, you know what, I'd be more interested in Casey uh, uh, than an expose and a documentary on. And there are several people yeah. that 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 do this type of thing, but the devout people, despite hearing and knowing the mm-hmm. evidence that shows this is not an an, an it's not a genuine person at all. How they blindly continue to defend and and support, and I would like to see those. This is all. It, I mean, listen, it's all of it. I, you know, I send my kids to Catholic school, and you know, Lord knows that uh, that there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, uh, but this is know, another. The, this the, is the, a wholly I, other. This is so outlandish. So you know, there's, and you can't even make it a judgment that way. You know, because there's a lot of good that's done. Well, also. that's the, that's the and thing. There's there. a lot of good that's done, and 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 you know, and and if someone, if someone, I feel bad for the people, and they don't need my pity, but who are, um, who are being taken advantage of? Well, this guy who are trying to rub two cents together mm-hmm. and are giving one of those cents to this dickhead yeah. so that he can fly around in, in in the lap of luxury is just disgusting. Yeah, but while while this clearly the people to blame are the ones that are that are you know pulling the scam. I still, at some point, you got to go. Really, you're too stupid to see that. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I feel sorry for you. I have you less. I, I. I. feel legitimately, compassionately sorry for those people, and yeah. I feel my, the bulk, the ninety nine point nine percent of my anger is at this individual and not the people who are ponying up. I. I, just, I have to say, I'm impressed by Lisa Guerrero. I mean, she's this reporter didn't back down. She she held her ground when he was uh, pandering to her and insulting her and, and calling hey. her babe and and you know the things that she was saying. And she didn't. And she followed up with legit questions without getting angry or taking no. any of it personally. A smart reporter in that situation through their head is going, "I'm getting gold yes. right now. Yeah, let him talk. Just yes. go for it. Let man. this let this idiot talk and uh, and dig his own grave. Right, I'll play just a little bit more, then we got to take a break because there's there's another five minutes of this left. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, Isn't that wonderful. Well, I guess. Yeah. It's wonderful for you. Back when, and I might add another thing too. We invest from 
Uh, he, ha- he has nothing to say. Shooting. I know. He has nothing I to say. You would figure with the rap, yeah. he would have something at the ready when people pose these obvious questions to him. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you getting all your money? Why are you wearing, you know, fifteen two thousand dollars suits? Yeah. Uh, $1,500, $2,000 suits. Why are you driving around in an armored limo? Yep. I don't know the exact number on last year yet, but it will run something in the neighborhood of 20, 25 million in the poor. In the poor. Can't do that and be broke. So final question is, a lot of people maybe have a misunderstanding then about what you do and prosperity preaching. So the final question is this. To those critics that say, that a preacher should not be living a life of luxury. What is your response to that? Ooh, they're wrong. <laughs> okay. That's it? That it's a misunderstanding. They're, they're really wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, let me, let really, me expand on that. Uh, <laughs> they're really, really, really wrong. <laughs> of the Bible. <laughs> that if, if you go into the Old Covenant... Do you think the Jewish people believe you should be broke? Are you saying that Jewish people appreciate money more than... They believe in wealth. Some people would find that offensive. Talk more about the Jews, Cam. You know about the Jews, don't you? (laughs) Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about the Irish folk. (laughs) They love the hooch. I'm not talking about some people. I'm talking about the Bible. The blessing of Abraham. Abraham was extremely wealthy. And he had a covenant with God. It's not the Jewish blessing. It's the Abrahamic blessing. God, I get excited talking about it because I love it. And I started. I'm pitching a religious tent in my pants. (laughs) It's a revival. There's a revival happening right in my shorts. It's unbelievable. Attention just went up and the congregation's there ready for activity because I'm talking about the sperm. We have a massive erection. Deep in debt with nothing, which is another story. But anyway. He is trying so hard to deflect. Oh yes, yes. so hard, and she won't stop. Anyway, we got we got to take a break. But that's just I. When every time this guy gets on camera, it's gold. It's just you just can't believe it. Uh, Nick pulled up a a listing that he is in. His wealth is over seven hundred million dollars. Number one, number one of televangelists. Yes, seven hundred. Wow, million. Dollars. Does his does he have television programming that runs constantly or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. He, he does apparently, uh, but I mean, wow! I didn't realize seven hundred million. You could share off a nice chunk of that and take care of a whole bunch of poor people, uh, or yeah. buy more jets. Yeah, or buy. Yeah, listen, I, I would that, like to know. That's a, that's an idea. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to know how much of his wealth goes into not a lot. <laughs> But I am currently building a uh, worldwide monorail system. Okay. <laughs> and it, it's a monorail that has just two seats, uh, the pilot seat and mine. Here's one, one of the biggest houses I ever saw was outside of Atlanta. You know what? And I think it was, it might have been Tyler Perry's old house. Yes. He that, that he sold yeah. to a televangelist. A televangelist. Uh, by the way, somebody texted and said there's an Instagram account that highlights preachers who wear wicked expensive clothes. It's called Preachers and Sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> Shows modern day Instagram influencer PR, so that might be worth looking into. All right, interesting. Uh, he's at it again. He and, sure is. Uh, that is Kenneth Copeland. 
Uh, but uh, God bless him. God bless you. God mm-hmm. bless you. Th- thank you so much for coming up and asking me these questions and, and showing me that uh, I really don't know what the F I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. All right, listen, we need to take a break. We're going to come back, go live on Fox Good Day. I want to give away some moving screening passes for tonight's uh, film, Dark Phoenix. Yeah! UA King of Prussia starts at 7.30. You need to be there by 7. It'll take uh, seven callers. At 215-263-WMMR, it doesn't hit theaters till Friday, June 7th. So let's put you on that list. We'll be back in a second. We'll do the B-File as well. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Talking real fast so we can go live Steve. on Fox Good Day. Here we Everybody go. Hi. Everybody from the crew there at MMR. Hello. Uh, Steve, let's start with you. Yes. When was the last time you pressed a doorbell? Uh, I, actually, the other day because I thought oh. mine wasn't working. <laughs> Uh, but because we have those, uh, we have the one with the camera on it. And I wanted to make oh, sure. Yeah, it was, oh, but yeah. uh, the last time I went to someone's house and actually pushed a doorbell, it's been quite a while. Because you text, I'm here. N- no, I, I'm, I'm, I will knock. I will, I will knock oh. on the door. Uh, a lot of times, why do you I, prefer to knock? Well, because a lot of times I've gone to houses and hit the doorbell, and then they'll come out and say, "Oh, the doorbell's not working." Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yep. and I know my knuckle is working when I hit the door. So, <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's my approach. What? Oh, you? Yes, I did. <laughs> People were speaking. I didn't yeah. hear my name. Uh, I uh, used the doorbell last week. Uh, I'm a doorbell ringer. You can call me a ringer if you like. Uh, but um, yeah, I have no problem with the doorbell. Well, aren't they? Aren't they now more popular? Than, I mean, with the ring doorbells and all that stuff. I know the, well, the millennials the ring, are. Yeah. Yeah, with the video cameras attached to them now. But they're saying millennials. That's what they're putting it on. That millennials instead are texting. And I was thinking. I remember growing up. You know, when you started dating, and your parents say, you know, he can't honk. For you to come outside, you have to go up to the door, right? right. Yeah. Well, now they're Courtesy. texting, hey, I'm outside, come out. Mm. I, I think there's something to the the, the proper protocol to come up and, and ring the doorbell or knock or make yourself known that way. I think that's, is that, is it a little, I, always, I don't know. I always text, I'm here. Really? I, I really? You never I'll knock? Sit, I'll sit in my car until I see them come <laughs> to the front door and then I get out and I walk up the driveway. Really? Yeah. What kind of security issues are you dealing with? Uh, I see that as kind of rude. Uh, I, oh. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, hey, I'm out here. I'm waiting on you. Come on out here. As a, that seems kind of Well, no, lazy. but even if I'm going inside their house, I will text, I'm here. And when I see them walk to the door, I'll get up and I'll go walk to the, do- the front door. Oh, will okay. you text, I'm here, even when you're sitting in their house? <laughs> when I'm in their <laughs> house. I'm still here. I'm waiting on that drink. That seems so impersonal <laughs> to me, you know? Well, yeah. Wait, do you not like waiting at the door? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of let them know, and and I'll slowly make my way up to their door so that they can make their way, you know, through the house to open it. I don't know. Your friends do that, Mike? Yeah, they they'll say I'm I'm here. I live in an apartment building, and so instead of just walking into the lobby, they've been in there. Security lets them in before they come up to they and knock on my door. This I'm here. But I, I like that because at least it notifies me. So I need to clean up something real quick. Or... Yeah, I like that. That's what the hell's going on in your house? Get I'm your just saying, on. give me a heads up. No, I appreciate it. So I can put some pants on or whatever. Sure, because everyone's sitting around in the raw just waiting for friends That's to come true. by. That's true. I did have somebody could just uh, knock and then just walk in, and I was uh, right. I was making a, a cheese sauce in my underwear. Yes, he was. Uh, at, the, at the stove, and I couldn't leave it because it was going to burn. Were by the way, the entire family, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just unannounced? 
Yeah, we knew they were coming over. We were going to go to a party together, but we were bringing this lovely dish with us, and I had to. I was in charge of the cheese sauce, which was halfway made, and my wife said, hey, can you do this while I go upstairs and get ready? And I just happened to be wearing my underwear, so I'm sitting there stirring the sauce. She had to keep stirring her. It burns. And all of a sudden, I hear, knock, 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 and then the door opens, and they just come walking in. Oh, my God. And I just look at him, and I go, I'm in my underwear. I don't like that. I don't like that knock-and-enter thing, right? Yeah. Right. That's a way to break the ice. Uh, I yeah. will admit, though, even if we have a set time, if you say you're coming over at 3, I still want you to text me and say I'm almost there or I'm, yeah. I'm on my way because you just it. never know. All right. Okay. We got to go. All right. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. All right. See you Bye. later. Okay. Sorry about that. I, I didn't. They were. Uh, we we had to start immediately uh, coming out of that song. So I didn't. I we're didn't. just juggling like crazy here we today. Are. We are. It was uh, a simpler time a while ago. In fact, uh, we need to get a look at traffic. So All why right. don't we go ahead and do that right now, Kathy? What do you have for us this morning? We have delays on the Schuylkill Expressway, of course, eastbound two hundred two into Belmont, uh, and that is just volume. Also from the Boulevard to the Vine Expressway, heavy there westbound past Youngton Thirtieth Street, the Boulevard to Belmont, the Blue Route out to two hundred two. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound, Heavy Willow Grove to Fort Washington. Blue Route northbound jams 95 to Route 1 southbound, Route 1 to Media. 95 northbound is backing up from Chichester Avenue to the Blue Route, the airport, uh, to Enterprise Avenue. And then in Bucks County, Newtown to the Scudder Falls Bridge southbound, Heavy from Cotman through to Gerard Columbus Boulevard to the Walt Whitman Bridge. There's an accident. Two left lanes are blocked. PennDOT will eventually need to send a sand truck in uh, to roll over some oil that is on the roadway from one of the cars. So uh, it looks like that delay will be out there for for a while. And then in New Jersey, 42 North, heavy Blackwood, Clementon Road to 295, 55 northbound jams from Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Acme. Summer is here and so is Acme's big summer sale. Celebrate the season with lower prices on all of the items you know and love. Just look for the tags on participating items. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, let us get to the Bizarre File. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. We're going to dive right into it, man. All right, let her rip. Begin with this story. A Greenwich Village man was allegedly robbed by a date that he met on Grindr, but told cops that he couldn't scream for help because he had, quote, a jockstrap and a ball gag in his mouth. (laughs) Man! Police responded to a call of a home invasion robbery around 3 a.m. on Saturday at the 26-year-old man, man's, uh, I'm sorry, the 26-year-old victim's apartment. The man told police that he had met his date in a section of the app called Black Men Love Fisting. Okay, that's where I go. The, he said that uh, two men had consexual intercourse that uh, l- included latex bottles, rubber gloves, a leash, and a sex swing. And that was their first date? But Yeah, but they... No uh, movie? They got into an argument over the small size of the perp's package, oh. leading him to choke the victim and demand cash. Well, that's vic- not right. The victim told cops that he thought that it was part of the fantasy until his date allegedly dragged him into the closet and took $3,000. Officer, I can explain this. The victim told cops that he tried to scream when he realized that he was being robbed, but he couldn't. Uh, The robber fled, and the victim was treated on the scene. Cops took Mm. latex gloves, a dildo, and the sex swing as evidence. Uh, the suspect. Was, I'm sorry, but that is uh, that is a wild crime scene. Was described as being in his 30s with a goatee and wearing a white T-shirt, black sweatpants, and black hoodie. Police canvassed the area, but they did not find the perpetrator. I have no doubt it was a traumatic experience, but um, you know the, the the section that they went to was they might have been inviting trouble. No. 
A mother and her two daughters are still reeling from a terrifying ordeal in which a man broke into their home, took off all his clothes, and then tried to use a hammer to smash through a wall to reach the room where they had barricaded themselves. Wow. Yeah, police arrested 43-year-old Jason Nelson, a neighbor, after he allegedly broke into their home, home around 5 a.m. on Saturday. Rachel uh, Boland said that she was home with her two daughters while her husband was away on business and she heard a loud smash and thought her dogs were getting into trouble. She then heard heard a man's voice say, call 911, I'm in your home. Holy crap. He used a child's scooter to break in the rear sliding glass door, then went into the garage, removed all his clothes, got a hammer before making his way up the stairs to the bedrooms. And at that point, Boland said that she called 911 as she barricaded herself and her twin daughters in the bedroom across from the master bedroom, she said that her terrified girls were hiding under blankets Aww. while the naked intruder pounded on the bedroom door. Through all this, Boland said she was screaming out the window for help, speaking to the 911 dispatcher on the phone, and trying to protect her children at the same time. The Can you man, imagine? The man then moved to the master closet and began smashing through the wall with the hammer, almost breaking through to the adjoining room to reach Boland and her daughters. Thankfully, police arrived within minutes and arrested the intruder. However, much to Boland's shock and anger, she said that he was released on bail four hours later. Uh, Nelson was booked on suspicion of residential burglary, being under the influence of a controlled substance. What do you think would have happened if he had gotten into that room? He would have killed him. Yeah. Uh, Bolin, they let him out four hours later? Yeah, Boland said the family is also considering civil action against him. She said that they've taken out a restraining order and are appealing uh, to state lawmakers for more information on the case. The investigation is ongoing. That's insane. Yeah. A 63-year-old Kentucky man was arrested after he allegedly pulled a gun on an Amazon delivery driver and ordered him to rake his driveway. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. I mean, they're, they're really, they work hard, those Amazon delivery drivers. Now you have to rake the guy's driveway? Police say that uh, Kenneth Vance confronted the driver as he left the property and pulled out a gun. Vance ordered the driver to step out of his van and handed him a rake. He told the driver, who had not been identified, to smooth out the gravel driveway, which had been disturbed by his van. The driver cooperated and was allowed to leave the property. He called 911. Police went to Vance's house where he was taken into custody, and he was charged with wanton endangerment and unlawful imprisonment. Did the guy hold the gun on the police and have them rake out the driveway, too? No, the driver was unharmed. Police said that he did the right thing by complying with Vance's demands. They said in this situation, he was able to remove himself from it safely. He was able to contact us, and we were able to take our action. So rather than, you know, get in an argument with the guy, he just did what he said and then left and called the cops. Two freaky stories. <laughs> mm-hmm. A 74-year-old woman who was injured while hiking uh, Paistua Peak Tuesday afternoon was lifted from the mountain by helicopter, during which the basket she was in began spinning out of control. This is the footage we were looking at earlier. Yeah, video of the rescue and the woman's wild ride was captured by several local television news helicopter cameras. The woman suffered a facial laceration, wrist and hip injuries, and possibly a fractured nose while hiking the peak. However, there were no complications as a result of the rescue stretcher spinning as it dangled from the helicopter. I mean, guys, it looks like a propeller. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. going so fast. Worse than any amusement park ride you've ever been on. Uh, the spinning was caused by a combination of wind from the helicopter's propellers, the ground below, and the centrifugal force of the helicopter. In addition... A line used during the rescue did not operate as it should have. I was telling Steve, man, she's lucky she didn't have permanent damage yeah, because if your that's... blood...
cools in the wrong part of your body from spinning like that, you can you yeah, can lose I mean, oxygen to the brain and all kinds of things can happen. And then, Preston, as they're flying or back, they're hitting the tops of mountains and oh, stuff. Oh, man. It's just it's like really every bad. tree along yeah. the way. Street lights and stuff. It's just really bad. Buses. Uh, res- billboards. Uh... Rescues in which something like this happens are considered rare, but crews at the fire department train for events like this, apparently. And then they flew over a lake, Preston, and it was just, it was horrible. He dragged her through yeah. it. <laughs> Poor woman. All right, one last story here. The worst outcome of a drinking game is usually that the losers imbibe more than they want. Maybe they get a hangover. But in a drinking game that a Florida woman, uh, Belinda Lattice Adams, uh, participated in, she said that uh, she was playing the stakes appeared to be a bit higher. Adams told deputies the rules of the game were that the loser had to stab themselves with a screwdriver. That's a cool game. Deputies learned about the incident after a student at an elementary school disclosed that a family member had been bleeding. Adams said her opponent stabbed himself because he lost the game. Meanwhile, the man told investigators he got a wound on his shoulder because he fell. When asked about the drinking game, he said he played. He said he lost, thus told Adams to stab him. So she did. With a screwdriver, Adams. And what's, does his name have an official? Uh, does this game have an official name? Not that I know of. No. Uh, Adams, listed as unemployed, was arrested on a felony aggravated battery charge. Florida woman story this morning. Yep. Florida woman. Florida woman. And that is what I have for you in the bizarre file this morning. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. Is there anything I can give away, Case? Well, we, we got some, more of these. We got some random sit. Oh, around, you know what? Right? Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Comic yeah. book gurus. The podcast is coming up. Steve Morrison is going to be there. Yes. At the Franklin Institute, Thursday, June thirteenth, six p.m. And after the podcast, guests get to tour the exhibit, Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Two one five two six three WMMR. Five callers. We will set you up with that. And don't forget that there are immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and other rare materials. Now open at Franklin Institute tickets. And info at fi.edu. Steve, do you want to hit your event coming up? Oh, if, if I can now? do that right now, if that's okay, I'll do it. If you know, if that's not too much, let me just get up the information. I apologize. Or do you want to wait till the next? Let's break. wait. I don't want to keep you guys waiting. All right. Uh, well, that's beautiful. We're done with the bizarre pop. All right, we'll come back in a moment. We have a guest in our studio. Uh, we think you're going to enjoy. Recently played harmonica at the Phillies game. World War II veteran did a great job. Yeah, we'll return in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, so our next guest joined the Marine Corps in 1942, and he still looks just as dapper in his b- dress blues as he ever did. Sensational. Uh, he's a Philadelphia man and recently had a uh, wonderful performance at the Phil's game, uh, and he played God Bless America on the harmonica. Please welcome to our studio Mr. Roland Sorinci. Yeah. Oh, Good morning, sir. Welcome uh, to uh, our studios, and happy to see you here this morning. You look great, man. <laughs> Thank is that, you. Is that your original dress blue uniform? I sleep with it. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> 
And well, so you should. You clearly yeah. iron it because it looks absolutely perfect. Wow. Thank you. That's great. Well, listen, so um, number one, we were just talking off air, uh, the... Um, uh, the anniversary of the 75th anniversary of D-Day is this week tomorrow, I believe. Yes, sir. And um, you weren't part of that particular operation. I mean, it, it was a it was a very large theater, uh, World War II. But you were in the Pacific uh, portion of the of the struggle. Yes, I spent three years in the Pacific and uh, had a lot of experiences there. Yeah. And, and uh, you joined the Marine Corps when you were 17 years old. 17 years old. I had just finished seeing a movie, Guadalcanal Diary. It inspired me. I know that movie very well. Anthony Quinn is in that movie. Richard Jekyll. Yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, and so you joined, and you had to get a parental permission to join early. Correct. My mother had to give me permission. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. My mother gave me the permission to go. Uh, they told me, being seventeen, I had to get her permission. Yeah, yeah. Not an easy thing for a mother to do. I well, she know. cried a little bit, but you know, I just kissed her goodbye, mom, and that was it. Do you have any brothers or sisters? I have a. Well, they're all passed away. I had three brothers and three other brothers and uh, four sisters. And they, the brothers were involved in uh, in World War Two as well, correct? In the in the, the armed three forces. brothers, yeah, one in the navy, one in the army, and I wanted to join the marines. And thankfully, everybody made it back safe, right? They did. Thank God. Yes. And, it, and, and in fact, I read the um, uh, there there was a feature that was run about you in the paper here in Philadelphia. All three brothers when you got back. Yes, sir. And uh, that must have been nice. Yeah, we all come back at the same time. Well, that was uh, actually, uh, uh, we all decided to come home, but it wasn't planned. And yeah. we all met together before we went overseas and did our duty. You, and uh, it was great. You wow. think of the, the, the odds <laughs> against that, all that was going on. You were um, part of the, um, the, the uh, you were in Okinawa, correct? Right. And, and you, saw, you saw combat? <clears throat> yes, sir, sir. I did only on Okinawa. Yeah, and uh, so there was. I think it was the the largest um, uh, land invasion of 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 the of the Pacific Theater. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, so it's a massive undertaking, and and here you are all these years later. And I got to tell you something: the, the the Marines do it right because you're in excellent shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, well, I owe to my wife, believe it or not. What's that now? I owe it to Gloria. Yeah, you my beautiful it? wife. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I uh, met her on a bus in West Philadelphia. West uh, Philadelphia, and, and she got on the, st- the stop before me. It was very fortunate because when I got on the second stop to go see where we used to go dancing, you know, yeah, she was still counting her change. And when a bus jerked, she fell in my arms. Oh, that, no way. That was the greatest thing that ever happened. You know? oh. How much did you pay that bus driver to make the bus jerk? <laughs> I should have paid him. I should have had his name. What, How, what did you say to her when she fell in your I arms? I asked her where she was going. She was going to Shavu to go dancing. Uh-huh. And I said, well, how about if I meet you there? Would you save a dance for me? She said, sure. Oh. And I looked at her. I'll tell you, this is the honest truth. Uh-huh. I've been, I, when I came, I was... In China, I was in California, uh, uh, Washington D.C., Great Lakes, Illinois. I've never seen a girl m- more beautiful and glorious. Oh my goodness! Uh, now that's a God's honest truth. You, well, you've seen her picture up on the, the screen. She's up right now. Yeah. I mean, she looks like a movie star, and yeah. she still does. She's uh, a pretty girl. How many years married? Seventy-two. Wow. Seventy-two that's years yeah. married. That's, that's awesome. Well, she took good care of me. She watches everything I eat. Yeah. Uh, she uh, had me quit smoking when I first came back, and you know, from uh, the Marine Corps, I used to smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. Oh yeah. God. 
But uh, I wouldn't be here unless... Well, there's this picture. You have it up on this... Yeah. On the screen there. It's, it's nice. I can understand that feeling that you're the woman you married has uh, saved your life. I think I would have to say that for, for my wife as well. But I'm certainly not in the 70 years plus. Um, yeah, we just broke 20 a little while ago, but we're getting there. Well, stay with it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> hey, you're a dapper looking fella in that, uh, in that tux on your wedding day, it looks like, too. Was that a wedding photo? Oh, yes. Yeah, that is? Yeah, in fact, I was locked out of the church when we were getting married. <laughs> you were locked out of the church? Please It tell. happened to be snowing. Tell us the story. It was at, um, on the Hafford Avenue, same part of his church, mm-hmm. and uh, I heard a music playing, but the door was locked on the side door, uh-huh. and the snow's hit me and get me all wet. Did you step out for a cigarette or something? No, or I, I didn't realize. Well, they told me to go in the side door. <laughs> okay. So uh, I heard the music playing, and my wife is walking down there, and I'm saying to myself, she's going to wonder if thing I, I walked out on her. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> finally they open the door, and I they're all waiting for me, and I'm full of snow, and, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it was funny, but <laughs> oh, we had a lot of fun. Yes. It was a lot of fun. That's great. I, I lived a good life with my wife, uh, really a good life. Wonderful. Yeah. How about the uh, music and the harmonica? When did that enter your life? Well, I picked it up at eight when I was eight years old, and mm-hmm. uh, my brother Arthur, th- thank God he brought this harmonica for me, and uh, I, through the years, I learned to play it fairly well. So I'm playing it today. Did you take it overseas with you when you toured? No. 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 Okay. I never took it overseas. That's oh. weird. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 just, um... I just didn't think about taking okay. it over there, you know? And, yeah. Uh, also, but you... I, but you, when I came back, I started getting on to it, you know? Okay. And now you're... You, have you, you know, the uh, the rumor is that you're a, a big Sinatra fan. Is oh, that yes. correct? Yes. And uh, and so it, would he be uh, your favorite besides, obviously, patriotic music? Uh, Sinatra's at the top of the list? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. By the way, I got a great text that says, you guys have Captain America and his wife, Peggy Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's great. nice. Hey, uh, so what I... I, Marissa, our uh, producer, had sent over uh, the video to me of you playing at the Phil's game, and it said you were going to play God Bless America, and I start to watch it, and you know what I loved you did is you you jazzed it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You you, you lightened it up, and, and listen, I'm all for... Very, very traditional and very patriotic versions of, uh, of 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 patriotic songs like that. But I also like ones that add a little character to it. Yeah, sure. and I really appreciated that you did that. Oh, right. is that your own interpretation of "God Bless America"? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, could we trouble you to hear a little bit of that right now? Right. Would you like to hear it again? Yeah, yeah. that'd yeah. be fantastic. And we'll, we'll play some other things too. Would like yeah. to like to hear some music and talk to you some more if you don't mind. It's my pleasure. Whenever you're ready, Roland. I'm ready. All right, fire away. God bless America. Is that yep, sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
what kind of harmonica? No, it sounded like a really cool jazz riff. What kind of harmonica do you play? I play a. They all make them horn harmonicas. They come from Germany. Yeah, yeah. They make the best harmonicas and. I'd like to play a Sinatra song. Yeah, please. yeah. We'll May do I do that? Yeah, yeah. Let me, let's let's ask you a couple questions. We'll, sure. We'll, we'll talk sure. with a little music. We'll talk with a little music and 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 sprinkle that in there. I want to ask you about joining the Marine Corps at 17 years old, heading yeah. to Paris Island. You're a teenager. You've barely grown hair in your nether regions <laughs> at that point. <laughs> they knocked the hell out of me. I, that's yeah. what I was going to ask. Yeah. What was that like? And did you ever think, oh, I got myself in over my head on this one? No, I really didn't because I enjoyed it. I figured if the DIs could make you learn and they have to do it every day, I yeah. figured, what the heck? I'm only doing it this one time. And I went through the training and uh, it was tough, but I haven't seen the minor too much. Wow. Also, also, I think, Roland, at a certain point, you're learning that, I mean, you know where you're you're going, you know what the conflict is, and you know that you want to be trained to the best possible level, and so I'm, I'm sure that figures into it as well, correct? Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Certainly. Um, about D-Day, um, when, where were you when, when that took place? I know you, but I mean, when, when you heard that the operation was underway. Well, right? I was in the South Pacific. Okay. So we're still with the Jets. How how did that affect you when you heard about that? As well, I was happy to hear about it yeah. because I knew my brother Norman would be safe. See, he was fighting over there. Okay. And uh, but I uh, was on o- Okinawa at the time, and it's a funny thing. Uh, uh, the the Sixth Marine Division was on Iwo Jima, mm-hmm. and uh, they had taken that picture of the flag being raised. And my right. sergeant major came over to me and told me, "Roland, you ought to see this picture." that they raised this flag on Iwo Jima. And uh, when I saw it, you know, it brought tears in my eyes. No kidding. Yeah. Did you, since since we're celebrating the anniversary of D-Day, did you see that as the beginning of the end? That, yes, that sir. It, that it yes, was sir. what it was? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. Well, that, I, had been, that had to have been a great morale boost then. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. We knew the war was going to be over soon. Yeah. How how long, Roland? So you, you we, obviously you're in the middle of, of of massive military operations and conflicts. Information doesn't travel quickly. So uh, how long before you found out your brother was okay? You know, because he was in the the uh, European theater. How long before you found out he was all right? He, well, he was all right. He had a, a problem with his stomach. He had his operation on his stomach. He strained his stomach. He was a lineman. You know, you would put the lines up on the telephones and so right, forth. right. But uh, he was safe. He okay, was, he was okay. Roland, when we got uh, when you got out of the service, uh, what what was your line of uh, employment? I know you ended up working at the Veterans Affairs Office for a while as well, right? Well, I worked with Mushroom Transportation Company. Then they became Associated Transport. I was a billing clerk. Then I became a paymaster, and uh, the fa- the company went out of business after thirty three years. I worked there for thirty three years. And then when did you work with the VA? I work. I was a security guard at the VA. I took a course uh, to be a security guard at the age of eighty-two. Oh my god! <laughs> I'd hire you. And I passed it. I passed it flying colors, and uh, I became a security guard for CND Security. Uh, it was great. And uh, could I, you imagine, Preston, putting on so on your job application? Well, why do you feel you're qualified to be a security guard? I fought in Okinawa. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I'll, I was uh, sent over to um, the Veterans Administration of uh, uh, 1500, um, uh, was a, was a, was a, was a Hicken. Was a Hicken, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I became friendly with everybody there. When yeah. I was 80 years old, they sent down a card, a birthday card, about 30 names on a card, about 8 by 10. They said, Roland, we didn't have enough room to, to, to uh, sign, so we have a card here. It was a card about 3 feet by 4 feet. And with everybody's, every single person in that building signed it for me as a happy birthday. Wow. That is amazing. That's yes. so awesome. Uh, they love me there, and I, I volunteer there for seven seven months uh, after I lost my job as a security guard because I didn't qualify for firing my rifle at the age of 90. 90. Uh, so uh, I may have passed, but they would. I figured ca- carrying a 9 millimeter, they wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> uh, uh, did you ever work at a uh, at a paint shop, a paint store? Well, I had a painting business myself. Oh, I have uh, Rob, who managed that store, is on the phone line real quick here. Hey, or I'm sorry, Bob. Hey, Bob, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. So you worked Roland. with Roland? I, I didn't work. I actually managed the paint store on Cotman Avenue, and, and Roland was my all-time favorite customer. Hey, Bob. Um, <laughs> Roland, I don't know, remember the stories you would share with me about some of your um, some of your events over in Okinawa, specifically I a sure certain do. body part you guys would play soccer with? Oh, yes, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> We won't mention too much about that. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> but uh, it's nice of you to call in, Bob. You've been very kind to me at the store. You know, when I need certain certain paints, you had them ready for me and everything. So I worked yeah, there for. Yeah, remember about... you would come in. You would come in on our hog fest, and you would play the harmonica. I was so happy to see you on during that Phillies game. I'm like, I got to reach out to Rowan, and I just had that guy had MMR on. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I, I got to see if I can get through and, and say hello. <laughs> that's well, that's great. kind of you, Bob. Really kind of you, and I'm uh, thinking me so nice. All right, thanks, thanks Bob. Bob. We appreciate the Thank call. You. Take care. Thank All right, with that, speaking of the harmonica, let's get a little Frank. Okay. All right. So yeah. What would you like good. to play? Um, what's that number? What's feeling good? All right, here we go. Song and I don't know the title. That's life. That's, That's life. life. Roland Scarinci is uh, who is in the studio with us. Ninety-six-year-old World War II veteran uh, performed at the Phillies game recently. That's where he came on our radar. How do they? How do the Phillies find out about you? You know, I have a lot of nice friends. Uh-huh. People uh, arrange it for me. There's a father, Mike. He's a priest. He worked with. Uh, Mother Teresa for 12 years, picking up dead bodies at Calcutta. Wow. He's a brilliant priest, and uh, 
He knew somebody at the Phillies. Okay. I believe the announcer. Okay. And uh, he arranged it for me. Got it. By the way, Roland, 96 years old. Did you shake his hand? Yes. It's like a vice Firm grip. grip. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, you guys here are the greatest. <laughs> Thank you. You're very, very nice. And I feel very, um, uh, I just feel uh, that I'm uh, easy going in here. Uh, comfortable? Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. Well, very we're, comfortable. We're, we're honored to have you here. And we don't we, well, we don't say that, you know, we're not, we're not being uh, flippant about that. It means a lot to meet you and see you. And, and uh, uh, you know, when, when Marissa brought up the story and everything, we said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd like to ask about the uh, the medals that you have uh, on your uniform. Well, one's for the uh, fighting in the South Pacific, one of the medals. One is the China medal. When I got to China, they had machine guns on a the corner. They hardly had any cars. But look at it today. Mm-hmm. All, you can't even get by. There's so many cars in China. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember going across a bridge where the... Uh, a, a rickshaw was there. I was driving a jeep, and and the wheel was about uh, eight feet high. Mm-hmm. It was a the man's pulling a big load, and I happened to hit the hubcap, mm. and that wheel flipped down, and uh, he was waving his hands. I just kept going because I don't know Chinese, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Argue with him? <laughs> what 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 year are we talking? What years in that China? That year were... it had to be about nineteen forty three or forty four. I know when we finished Okinawa. Yeah, you know, we went to China. Okay. It's wild. Uh, yeah, and from China, uh, I was uh, sent to uh, California, then Great Lakes, Illinois. Okay, but you've never been to New York City. Never been there. Oh what? My gosh. Well, it's I know. Right up Everybody the says you know. Uh, <laughs> Well, my wife, she she likes to keep me home for some reason. <laughs> you know, I love her with all my heart. Yeah. But this girl, it could be, you know, I don't want to say pain any. She's a good girl, and she's watched over me, and I want to be here unless score you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I love her with all my but heart. But she didn't want you going up to the Sin City. The, well, I know that's Vegas. Oh, well, well, what are you going to do? Sometimes you have to do things you want to do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is something I love, you know. I love this in my... The the way people have been so kind to me. Uh-huh. I like to mention names. I don't know if I can or not. Feel free. Yeah, by all means. Well, there's Tony Boyle, uh, Chief Inspector for the Philadelphia Police Department. Uh, there's uh, uh, John Kissinger. He works for Assistant City Attorney General in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. There's Father Mike. And uh, uh, I met... I met... Uh, Tom Mannion, he's a colonel in the Marine Corps. He lost his son in Iraq. Mm-hmm. His son was buried in Pottstown. Putz, yes. And his best friend, a boyfriend, was buried in Arlington. Oh. And they were like brothers. Mm. So they had Tom had him uh, taken out of uh, uh, Pottstown and fl- flown to uh, Washington. And they're laying side by side. No kidding. Yeah, and uh, right. Obama put a wreath over there. Okay. And there's a book that he had written, uh, Tom Mannion, uh, and uh, uh, it's a very nice book. Okay. It's called, uh, if not me, then who? Okay. You know, Roland, have, have you been? Do, you've down there. You've obviously been down to Washington D.C. Have you seen the uh, the the, um, the the incredible? They have the different theaters represented in the monument. World War II Memorial. Yes, I have seen him. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen him. It's very, very impressive. Very emotional for you? Oh, yes. Something yes, like sir. that? Yeah. Then one of the things that happened when I was on the island of Pavuvu in the South Pacific, 
the first one killed on Peleu was my Lieutenant Comer. I cried because mm-hmm. I remember meeting his family at Paris Island when they came to visit it, uh, their Lieutenant Comer. And uh, he was so kind to me. He was a nice man. And uh, I met him one night having coffee in, in uh, California. And he gave me a, his keys to a bedroom. He said, Roland, it's nice and clean, but be it reveille at the, you know, at the right time. Otherwise, I'll put you in the football p- <laughs> uh, platoon. I said, okay, uh, thank you very much, uh, Lieutenant. So I missed the bus that morning, and I was late. And every, all the Marines were in line except me. So I went over there. He said, Roland, he says, you remember what I told you? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, you're going to be with the Zagoras. He's a tough guy, a football player. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So I had to travel with him for about a week. Mm-hmm. And, man, it was tough. It was tough. So you played on the football team? No, I didn't play on the football team, but I was assigned to this man. Okay, okay. Who was a football player. Oh. And, and he had a tough team to, uh, yeah. being trained there. Uh-huh. So uh, that's the way it happened. Okay. Roland, I want to know if you have any uh, recollections of VE Day and VJ Day, and if so, what what those recollections are. Well, I don't have too many, except I was so happy that it was over and uh, that uh, my family, you know, is safe. My brother Norman came back safe and uh, only to get killed at Grand Avenue in the boulevard. What car accident. Car accident. Oh, he was taking his wife to the doctor. She had leukemia. Mm. And unfortunately, uh, that happened to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I lost him. I lost all my family now. Mm. And uh, But I have uh, cherished memories. And I, I just like to say, uh, I, I want to say hello to all my fellow Marines. You know, they're the greatest people. I love them all. And I just keep safe. And uh, God bless. God bless all you Marines. I love everybody. Don't don't forget, you know, we all did it together. Mm-hmm. Army, Navy, Air Force and whatever. But uh you know, I'm I'm happy. I'm home. That's wonderful. We're happy you're home. Um how about we play another song? Sounds good. All right, yeah. what would you like to play this time? Any anything you want, Roland. Uh, you know, and if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Roland Scarinci who is here and uh 96-year-old World War II vet. <clears throat> Uh, and uh, and a harmonica player as well. Musician. One of Steve Wonder's songs. Right. Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Yeah. Isn't All right. She lovely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great song. All right. Awesome. Here we go. out trying to play the harmonica like that. I wanted to ask a little bit about your family. Your father uh, immigrated from Italy. 
Yeah, he from, came from Florence, Italy. And your mother is from Florence, New Jersey. Florence, New Jersey. <laughs> it was meant to be. Meant to be. Love at first sight. Now, did your mother have to learn how to make a good gravy because her uh, <laughs> husband came from Italy? Well, she did her best. And I'll tell you, my mother worked so hard with seven in the family, you know. Oh, wow. And uh, she was just a beautiful lady, my mother. She had beautiful eyes. She's, she was English. And uh, my grandfather was an American. Born here, and my great-grandfather was born here. Mm. So it goes way back to the 17th century. My great-grandfather, John Petty, knew John Logan of Logan Square. Wow. Uh, they used to trade with the Indians on uh, an island called Petty's Island. Have you heard of Petty's Island? Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. it's around Burlington. Okay. And, uh, well, it's, it's part of history, and uh, I just uh, I just loved being an American. Mm. You know, I, I just love this country. This country's been good to me. If you can't make it in America, you can't make it any place. I just love it. Your uh, your brothers, the three of you, uh, as we said earlier, all served in, in uh, military in World War II. Did you guys join around the same time, or did you follow suit that your brothers had, had uh, joined? My brother, uh, Eugene, joined while well, he was drafting. Okay. The age of 21. I think it was 21. Uh-huh. And then my brother Norman was the second one to be drafted. And then, you know, left me alone, you know. So, uh, like I say, I seen a Guadalcanal story. And I was walking up uh, Hafford Avenue. And I passed this uh, recruiting station. And there was Marines there, you know. And I walked the block. And then I turned around and come back. And I asked the man, oh, how old do you have to be to join the Marine Corps? He said, how old are you? I said, I'm 17. He said, you have to get permission from your mother. And that's what I did. I got permission. And, you know, joining the Marine Corps was the greatest thing in my life. I just love the Marines. That's excellent. It's, yes. it's it's so wild to hear you you talking. We were talking before we went on the air. Well, my my dad was is is alive now and was in the eighty second Airborne Division and was uh, had the same story. He was too young and he had to get parental permission to sign up and uh, and did the deal. And there was a crying mom and the whole thing. But uh, he's going great guns as well. And you're you're both far sharper than any of us in this room. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Can you make me feel a little bit better about myself? Because I haven't ever done anything with my life. And, and I, and I feel... Well, listen, man, just take it as it comes because uh, I've been blessed all my life. I really have. I think God's had his hand on my shoulder all my life. And I just love people. I love everybody. I don't have an enemy. I'll tell you that right now. I don't have any. If anyone's listening to, to me speaking right now, if you think uh, you're an enemy of mine, call me up and let me prove it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Wow. Can I ask for one uh, for you to pass along some advice to our listeners? Because we love hearing from people who've been through some stuff over the years, and, and it seems like you have, but you have a great attitude. Well, number one, you have to love people. Mm-hmm. If you don't love people, you know, you, you're sort of lost in that respect. Uh, you go out and enjoy yourself. Eat the right foods. Don't smoke. Really, I I mean it. Don't smoke because, you know, you, I I go to cancer centers and uh, I play my harmonica there. But I see a lot of these uh, patients uh, that are suffering with cancer because mm-hmm. of smoke. So I would suggest that, you know, get rid of it. When I quit smoking, uh, my wife tells me, you know, people didn't know about cancer before, about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that's the greatest thing. Uh, I owe my life to Gloria. I'll yeah. tell you the truth. Did she, did she want you to quit smoking because she didn't like it herself? No, or she, she knew said it was no bad one, for you. No one in her family liked it. Mm. No one in her family smoked. And she figures, you know, I, I don't like the smell of it, you know. So I took a whole pack of Chesterfields and threw them out of the trolley car. Window, and, that, and that was it. Cold turkey. Cold nice. turkey. Yeah. It worked yeah. the first time yeah. out? Well, I would reach in my, no, my arms for a cigarette, you know. <laughs> yeah. My shirt. And uh, it was a habit. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it yeah. stopped after about a few weeks. Okay. All right. You so know? you're able to do that. So don't smoke. Eat well. Yeah. Uh, love people. Anything else? Any other bits of advice? Eat the right food. Eat the right food. I have lettuce every supper. Okay. You know, and uh, a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> That's the right Well, you know, it seems to keep me the same weight all the time. So, uh, well, you're in great shape. Yeah, I like uh, raviolis and stuff yeah. like that. Did you ever put on weight? Were you ever a little I heavy? was 168. Now I weigh about 153. Wow. But, you know, after all, 93 years old. Yeah. Uh, what am I going to be? Uh, 96. 96, yeah. What am I going to be when I'm 106? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Or 118. <laughs> you know, I don't doubt that. I feel maybe I'll live that long. Is longevity in your family history? Uh, not really. Okay. No, not really. What is the best decade? Uh, you've lived in a long, long time. What was the best decade of your life, do you think? Oh, my God. My young years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was. Uh, I always went down to Seaside Heights, New Jersey. I used to work on the stands as a kid to make a dollar a night. Mm. And, uh, but, uh, you know, as, uh, the crazy things we did, but. Uh, <laughs> any, <laughs> any come to yeah. mind? When we speak to, to, to an elder, someone in their, you know, your age, advanced age, um, it's hard to, to, to put into mind that, yeah, you were young and did some crazy, stupid stuff at some point as well. And fun things and, you know, things that were questionable, I would imagine. Uh, is there anything, yeah, that you'd like to share with us? It was... Well, at Seaside Heights, you know, uh, when I worked on the stands, uh, we didn't have a place to stay. We went down there as kids. We were young kids, yeah. 15, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So uh, we would go to this Hollywood club on a corner. Uh, and there were three girls that would play music. There was Vicky, uh, Evelyn... And Eleanor, Vicky would play the piano. Eleanor would play the, the guitar, yeah. and, and and the other one, Francis, would, would play play the drums. And uh, you know, we I had to go and get washed before I went to bed. So we would go on the, the Barnica Bay, Barnica Bay, take our clothes off at twelve o'clock at night, <laughs> and swim in the water, feel the crabs biting your legs. And That's, so how, you, that's like how you that. got cleaned up. Yeah. All right. Well, we had a little salt on us, but what are you going to do? I was getting salty anyway. So uh, then we went to sleep in this hair house at my uh, friend Richard Fisher. He's passed away. Uh, his mother gave the house up, and it just stayed there, and no running water or nothing like that. Right. We slept in the same bed all, <laughs> all summer long. Could have had bed bugs. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, that was it. Yeah. That was my life wow. for a while as a kid. Yeah. You can do stuff like that. I used to go on a Cops Creek golf course and look for golf balls and uh, and uh, make my money that way. Okay. And uh, one time coming home from the golf course, I was eight years old. I was on Hafford Avenue, West Philadelphia, and Hindenburg flew over my head. No way. And it was raining, yes. And uh, as I'm going uh, home to tell mom, uh, the... 
the Hindenburg turned around the city line and flew over my head again. I could see the people in there. Wow. And it was headed towards Lakehurst. Yeah. And that's where it blew up. That day? You know? Yeah. Because my grandfather was there. He was a Philadelphia firefighter. And... Is that so? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's well, something. And then uh, Amelia Earhart's another one. Uh, on a small island, see, I was on Pavuvu. But these two Marines told me to go to this other small island, which is five minutes away. So while I'm on that island, uh, these 30 natives, 30 uh, family of natives lived there. Yeah. And this one native told me, uh, you know, he pointed out in the ocean, uh, this was 1943, he said, five years ago, an airplane went down there. That was a big thing for them. They'd never seen it. Now, there was no war with the Japs or no war with yeah. the Germans at the time. Hmm. And that had to be, that struck my mind. It had to be Amelia Earhart, because that would have been 1938, five years before. So. And that's long- and she was lost in that area. Yeah, yeah. They have write-ups at, at the Veterans Administration about my stories about that, because I have a lot of literature on Amelia Earhart, too. And I felt in my heart it had to be her and her co-pilot. No kidding. They just missed the island about maybe about uh, 400 yards and oh, wow. at the ocean and sank. Wow. Oh. Roland, do you have any items on your bucket list, things that you, you want to do that you haven't gotten around to doing yet? Uh, what do you mean? Well, is, just there, things, is there anything in life that you'd like to, an adventure or something you'd like to achieve? Uh, I'd, uh, well, you know, they say life begins at 40. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> My life is beginning at 96. All right. And, I, you know, the only thing that would hold me back is my wife. She, she's a pain in the But I don't want to say it, Gloria. If you're listening, don't laugh. You know, I bet she's but, laughing. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to Manhattan yeah. on the 15th. Yep. And I'm going to play my harmonica there. Okay. And uh, I'm going with... Uh, certain people, uh, John Kissinger, like I mentioned, who works for the Attorney General in Pennsylvania. I'm going with Tom Mannion. He's a colonel of the Marine Corps. I'm going with Father Mike. Uh, I'm going with, uh, where is he? Your grandson? <laughs> this gentleman over here. Uh, that guy. Yeah, that, the, okay. Garrett? Yeah, Garrett. There we go. All right. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tear it up in New York? Oh, we're going to tear it is up. Is this why Gloria's worried? <laughs> yeah, I hope to take my grandson. That'll be something for him to Okay, see. all right. We'll try and find out what happens. He may be a spy for your wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm going to play uh, New York, New York when I get there. Ah, all right. And uh, Are you are you appearing anywhere? Or just well, going we're to do... going into uh, the, um, uh, I, I, um, uh, what is it? Radio City Music Hall, no. Carnegie Hall, no, no Union League, the Union, Union League. League. Okay, yes, and uh, I'm going to do my best. All right, the limousine's going to pick us up, and uh, I'm going to have the greatest time of my life because I'm associating right now with the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And you know, when you get all, I think it pays to get all and be recognized like this, you know, because I haven't had this recognition before. Yeah. And uh, it's just beautiful. I just feel wonderful. I feel, I just feel loved. I feel loved. You know, the way that people were at the Phillies ball game, yeah. man, oh, man, they came out screaming and hollering at me and, you know, hollered for me. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't even get out of the ballpark. That's, you know? that's fantastic. We, we can all only hope for so much. Yeah. You know what I this, mean? This it's is beautiful. amazing, right? You people here are very kind to me and give me this opportunity to express myself a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I just want to tell you, I enjoy life. I enjoy people. I love people. And I love the Marine Corps. 
We're, gl- we're glad you're here well, today. We're glad our, you spent this time with us. Our text messages, uh, Nick, you're looking at this. Yeah, uh, this, this is, is just... Uh, there's pe- some love in return. You know, pe- people that are loving you back, man. They're, they're, they, the, the, the people that are texting, and hundreds of them coming, and maybe thousands at this point, of people wanting, wanting to express how much they appreciate you uh, and your words of wisdom and your service to the country and just your your general outlook on life. So so thank you. They want me to. I'm, I'm getting these messages saying thank Roland for me. So I'm passing that information along from the population of this great. Very city. kind of anybody that writes in about me, and uh, I appreciate it so. We want to have you back, and we yeah. want to have you back, uh, especially for your 118th birthday. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Please. Let's hope. I don't doubt it. As long as the guy either. keeps his hand on my shoulder, I'm here. You know? Yes, and wow. Gloria. <laughs> oh, Gloria. Gloria is the greatest. I love my wife as yeah. much as I love her when I met her, so, yeah. you oh, know. Wow. Roland, when is your birthday? What, what's the date? February the 18th, okay. ni- 1923. Wow. All right. All right. Excellent. Roland, thanks so much for coming by here today. It's my pleasure. God bless you. Have fun in New York City. Be safe. Now, make smart choices. Yes. Okay. I'll I'll do my best. That's what I tell my teenager. (laughs) All right. Let's hear it for Roland, everybody. Roland Scarici. You're all very kind to me. World War II veteran. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with our buddy, Burt Kreischer. Make sure you stay there. blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive, with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve T-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins, and Noel Gallagher on August 8th, or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Plea for President Steve Blood Drive from the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services Region and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Steve, uh, you want to give a plug to the mutiny? Yes, the mutiny on the Moshalu. Thanks, Preston, it's Max Fund. Big, my wife runs this uh, charity. It's Max Fund, and it takes care of uh, feral and homeless cats and cat populations. Provides a fund that all these different animal charities can pull upon and take care of uh, these animals. And, and they, they're so far been doing a wonderful job. Last year was the first time for the mutiny, and it was a sellout. So <clears throat> we're doing it again. It's at Penn's Landing, of course, the Mashalu. You know the great ship out there. It's an evening. It's uh, June twentieth from six to nine. It's sort of an extended happy hour, and uh, you uh, you pay one price for the ticket, and you get all sorts of complimentary stuff like a Yards Brewery and Chatsford Winery is, is uh, providing stuff, Stateside Vodka, Revivalist Gin, plus it's going to be desserts from the Mixie Chicks Macarons and Zaz Ice Cream and Nothing Bunt Cakes and Ardmore and Tuck-Ins and all this great Ooh. stuff. Plus, yeah. I just had some of those Nothing uh, Bunt Cakes. They're really good. They were, at, they were at the uh, Crohn's and Colitis Foundation event. Oh, my God, we took three of them home. They're wonderful. Dear so Lord. That plus a whole bunch of other stuff. And we have a whole bunch of wandering entertainers like... A strong man and jugglers and and uh, this guy who does stuff with bubbles and uh, tarot card readers and caricature artists and, and photo booths. All this stuff is happening and it's very casual. If you uh, if you have nothing to do, oh, we also have a great day. It's a drag queen and goes by the name of Asta La Vista and uh, presents as a cat lady, a crazy cat lady. So uh, it's all happening again on thir- on uh, Thursday, June twentieth, from six to nine. 
We know you get bombarded with charity requests. If you are an animal lover and you want to participate, we'd love to see you down there for a good time. Uh, the tickets are available. All you have to do is go to PrestonSteve.com, look for a mutiny on the Mishulu, click on it, and if you can order uh, your tickets in advance, that'd be great to give us a good head count. Um, it does sell out pretty quickly, so we'd love your participation. And thank cool. you for allowing me to do that, Preston. Anytime, dude. It's your show, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, I want to mention that we do have a new Daily Rush video uh, that is available for your consumption. The title is Preston is Beautiful. <laughs> what, what is that one? <laughs> I don't know. It, the description says Steve tells Preston he's beautiful, but then Casey's phone ruins the moment. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I, but on the photo for the video, <laughs> Nick Murphy doctored me up with a, with like a beauty you know app. I saw, and yeah. he, he he put mascara on me, and uh, and the whole deal. So, so when Nick Murphy's working on this stuff uh, in the back office there, you know where he he has his whole setup, and I'll turn around and I'll see one of the graphics, and he's done something, and I go. Mm-hmm. What what is that one what for? Is it? Yeah. yeah, I watched it yesterday. It's really it's short. It's okay, like, it's like two minutes. Long. I like some yeah. of those, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, we yeah. have ones that are extended ones. But uh, mm. that's it. You get a whole potpourri, a whole uh, uh, buffet of stuff. If you mm. haven't checked out this stuff and checked out some of these videos, you're really missing out. Uh, so it's sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. So if you want to check that out, that is available. Speaking of comedy, comedy, uh, our friend is on the line. Last time we were scheduled to have him on, he puked so hard he burst a blood vessel in his eyeball. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're not kidding. Yeah. Uh, it, was, he, it was photographic evidence. Yes. Uh, he's going to be performing at the Met on July 27th. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And somebody had texted in. Nick, can you pull that text? Yeah, yeah. Up? Uh, because we just had uh, Roland uh, Roland Scarinci, the uh, 96-year-old World War II veteran here in the studio, and people love the conversation. This text says, two American heroes back-to-back, Roland and Bert. Yeah. <sighs> wow, you guys get the best guest. Well, Bert's on for the uh, the European campaign. That's right. He was, Roland was in the Pacific. That's correct. So please welcome Mr. Bert Kreischer. Yeah. This morning. Oh. Hey, man. You guys are the best. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I'm an American icon. Yes, yeah. you truly are. <laughs> hey, the second Captain America. So, Bert, yeah, exactly. my, my 16-year-old son has discovered you on Netflix. And uh, when, it, when yesterday I was on the phone with these guys and, and doing a conference call, and they heard that uh, you know Bert's going to be on the show tomorrow. He's like... <gasps> Chrysler's going to be there, <laughs> and I would, and I'm like, no, he's going to be on the phone. So he, he, at some point, I got to have you meet him. So you have yet, you have another new fan. Oh, bring him out to the Met when we do the Met, and bring him like him and five of his friends, and we'll have like a super bad meets the Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, trial yes. by fire. Yes, uh, I, I love that. Should be my job to christen young men into manhood uh, with alcohol and marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we had our, our big sort of um, Caligula-like party at a place called Keenan's. Uh, you know, just a, just a uh, couple Fridays ago, and um, you know, so we're out there and we're having parents come over with their 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 kids who are listening who just turned twenty one, mm. and they wanted to indoctrinate them into the uh, the carnage that is this party. I assume. You get that a fair amount yourself. Oh, yeah. Dude, I have so many people that have said to me, I've never been drunk before. Will you get drunk with me for the first time? For my <laughs> wow. first time. There wow. you go. It's an honor. There and, you, that's I mean... my, and that's just my daughters. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask about how ill you were. Now, initially, we're like, oh, Bert went out and tore it up, and he you know, he imbibed but, but a, bit, a bit too much. But no, you had some kind of nasty thing that you picked up, I guess. Yeah, I got... Uh, I got 
food. I got food poisoning, but I got food poisoning because I was eating like a savage. I mean, I was eating so much. <laughs> to, for me to say, to, for me to blame it on one thing would be irresponsible. <laughs> well, what what was the culprit? I've had food poisoning twice in my life, and in both situations, uh, it was undercooked chicken. Uh, I think it was it was either sushi claim jumpers. Uh, Reese's Peters, peanut butter cups, ice cream sandwiches, pasta bolognese, or Tito's and soda. So there's any number one of a, of those culprits did it. So have you had you had ever had food poisoning before? No, I know, and it was dude. It came over me. I went right into the bathroom, threw up in the toilet, came back into bed. My wife's like, "Oh, honey." Then I go right back into the bathroom and threw up in the sink. And oh. my wife's like, "What are we supposed to do with this?" And you know, when you're out of it, you're like. Just get a knife and shove it down the drain. <laughs> no, honestly, and, and so both times I had it, and I, I kid you not, and I know you know what, what I'm talking about, you are afraid that you, will, that you won't die. That's how sick you feel. Dude, I, all I thought to myself, I laid in bed, I was like, I was like, I got to clean my lifestyle up. This is a <laughs> byproduct of the way I live my life. Double fisting everything, and I was like, I was like, this is no way to go out. If you keep living like this, you're going to be 70 years old, and you're going to be feeling like this. Going, this is it. This is how we end it. I was like, I'm going to start running marathons. I got to call Casey. I literally was like, I got to call Casey. We got to do that bike ride to the Atlantic. <laughs> but the thing is, you you're you're bizarre. Um, you're like Ozzy with this bizarre genetics that allow you to actually be very physical and pretty athletic and still do this other part of your, your lifestyle. Are you saying that the, the tab is finally coming due on everything? No, no, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh... I, I feel like I wouldn't know who I was if I didn't wake up a little hungover and going, all right, time to pay the piper. Yeah. Uh... All right, so, Bert, you, you did bring up the bike ride, and the um, the Bend to the Shore bike tour is happening the day after your event at the Met. So I'm riding from Philadelphia to Atlantic City, um, and this is for the Families Behind the Badge uh, Children's Foundation. And um, I, I don't know if your schedule is going to allow you to do it. You said you would love to. Do you think you could, even if like if your schedule allowed, do you think you could do the show on Saturday night at the Met and then get up early on Sunday morning and ride your bike to Atlantic City from Philadelphia? Dude, I'll tell you what. Let's do, uh, let's I I'll, I'll put one further. Let's pull an all nighter and do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> I don't doubt you could do that. I could. I mean, come on! It's a bike ride. I can definitely do that. I do spin classes hungover. I got it in the bag. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, obviously, I don't think Casey would would you know would I absolutely can't hold do, you to I that. Can't but do that. Yeah. you can do that. But listen, I would love to have you on my team. This is a fundraiser, and if Bert Kreischer were on WMMR Rock and Rollers, like you're dude, golden. Yeah, we're golden. Yeah. Dude, I am in 100%. Whoa! Right now. Dude, I, you know for a fact, stuff like this <laughs> makes my heart go. Like, the idea, I ran the L.A. Marathon, no training whatsoever, yeah. five hours and 33 minutes. I watched it. I watched the video proof yeah. that you had done it. I, I was I, my, I was less impressed with uh, uh, Avengers Endgame than I was with you doing, it was just astonishing. Dude, I did a triathlon last year. I mean, this is, I bought 
a $2,000 bike, and I've ridden it twice. <laughs> I've, I actually have watched you, and, and, and I, I do love how engaged you are with your fan base on social media. And, and yes, Steve, I was able to, to follow him right? uh, in the marathon and the triathlon through it was your social media It was bizarrely well. riveting. Yeah. Well, i got to ask you, because i got to get you a team jersey, what size are you? Uh, well, let's wait until closer. Just have an array of sizes available. Yeah. Bert, I, I had a friend. I was, I was, I was 258 when, before I got uh, food poisoning. Yeah. Got food poisoning, right? I'm out of commission for two days. Wake up feeling okay, going, what should I eat? You know what I ate? An Ambien. Went back to sleep. <laughs> woke up Terry Shibo skinny. Like, <laughs> Listen, you are right. I, and, and uh, Nick, just jump in here for a second. The first time I got food poisoning, from the time that I... Um, at the beginning when I got it to afterwards, I weighed myself just to see, and I had lost seven and a half pounds. It's the only good thing about food poisoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, 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 12 pounds. 12! 12 pounds, dude. I was so happy. I was like, this is how it works. <laughs> I, Bert, I had a friend in college who, who would be the guy who would get blasted at night, and then the way that he got over his hangover was to go work out every morning. And I, I, it just it blew me away because I never wanted to get out of bed. Were you always this way that you like working out helped you get through the hangover or just continuing to be drunk? Dude, if he, I will... <laughs> Obviously, that's also one of my, my mediums. Yeah. Everyone's like, God, I don't know how you get on planes in the morning that hung over. I was like, oh, I am just keep drinking. What do you, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Uh, Xanax, Xanax works wonders on the body. Um, no, I, for me, if I get up and I work out, I know it stinks, but you just get up there and work out, it, it, I, it really writes the boat and gets your head straight. And so that's always been my motto is, like, get up. Even if it's, like, just two miles, you just got to break a sweat. Yo, dude, saunas are amazing, too. I want a sauna. Yeah, that's a, he would go to the steam room or the sauna every Sunday morning. He'd be so hungover, but it would get him through the day. Bro, get a, get get a sauna. Saunas are game changers. I have get looked into that. Hungover, oh, you your body turns around. Wow! Ah, All right, saunas. Nick had mentioned yeah. uh, getting on a plane. A uh, little bit different. Are you, you're doing using a tour bus for this particular tour? Is this the first time you've done something like that, or has a bus been uh, in the uh, in the use before? No, no, no. I did a tour bus for the first part of the fall tour. Oh, my God. It is a game changer. <laughs> that, too. Really? Oh, you are you kidding me? I just wish my wife would green light, like, cheating a little bit. <laughs> Man, you can really kill some time with some extra women on the bus. So you're, you're just you're looking for cheating a little bit, but still yeah, holding... On my side, not on her side. Now, okay. now, so, but you, you're 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 a faithful man. So, so, what do you do though? You have all this extra room. What do you use this extra room for, dude? Okay, this is how it works. You go in, you do the show. Bus is parked outside the venue, right? You go out, you tell everyone what venue you're going to party at after the show. Everyone goes to a bar. We have a blast. We come back to the tour bus, right? I got a cameraman, a tour manager. Uh, uh, usually like a friend. I'll bring a friend with me on the road, and we drink until 5 in the morning. Tour bus operator, bus driver shows up at 5 a.m. We go, all right, we're going to bed. Everyone passes out. He drives us to the next town. Wake up at noon, have some lunch, take another nap, go for a run, start it all over again, rinse and repeat. I love <laughs> the tour bus. So I saw you over in Europe. You were in – now, that couldn't have been the same bus, right? I mean, you were you – were... No, yeah. Yeah, you were touring around in, in a different thing. It had a big picture of you on the side, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, what was that like over in Europe doing that? 
dude, that was the best thing we ever did because we were driving all around the UK and they were like, oh, you should fly. I was like, dude, I want to see the cities. Yeah. We had a blast and you'd roll through. And for those of you that don't know, I got a a four foot uh, sticker of myself made <laughs> to put on both sides of our sprinter. <laughs> what I didn't realize is I covered both the windows oh. so we couldn't see anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. You You wouldn't be able to see anything. Dude, it was great. We I brought Mark Norman with me, who, yeah, I who love admittedly him. says he parties. I broke him within a second. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, I'm a, a huge hockey fan. I loved seeing you at the Kings game. Obviously, your shirt came off within about uh, three nanoseconds. Uh, what was that like? Dude, that was the best because I, whenever I go to Canada and I take my shirt off, all the Canadians say, tarps off for the boys, tarps off for the boys. <laughs> the only Canadian phrase I know. <laughs> tarps off for the boys. <laughs> I go down to the glass, right, and they're like, hey, would you mind doing an interview with us? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you have no idea what you signed up for. <laughs> and it's, it's the woman, Yeah, the woman just goes, so Bert, this is your first hockey game. Rip my shirt off, and they're doing like a, a puck drop right in that corner. <laughs> and as soon as my shirt goes off, all the hockey players turn and start pointing at me going, what is this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Drew. on the glass going, Tom's off for the boys. <laughs> we're, we're, we're watching it right now, actually. Yeah. Yes, we have the video up. This is... is Toothless smile. Oh, that's <laughs> phenomenal. Drew, Drew Doughty, who's the assistant captain for the Kings, is on the other side of the glass laughing his ass off at you yelling tarps off for the boys. Dude, it was the Kings The Kings hit me up, and they're like, uh, any game you want to come to, yeah. we got you covered. Oh, that is God. great. Excellent, man. So, so you, is my, my daughters were sitting right there going, why does he have to do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, about that, because, you know, your, your daughters are uh, you know, getting older. And, I mean, you know, dads are dads sort of become an embarrassment, even if they're not Bert Kreischer to, at a certain point to their daughters. How, how, are you, how are you juggling this? They just found out I smoked pot. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I had lied to them. Is I had it? lied to them and said, I've never smoked pot. And I go, in, and if you guys can wait until your 22nd and 24th birthdays, <laughs> I will wait also. And, I'll, and we'll smoke it together for our first time. But you got to wait. you got to wait 10 years, and I'll wait 10 years. So then I, I go to Europe. I come back. I'm, I'm in New York. I'm doing some shows in New York. And Leanne calls. She's like, hey, I'm worried about you. Are you partying too hard? I go, no, no, no. I go, don't worry. Um, actually, I didn't even drink that much today. I drank. I was doing something. Burning. I drank on the last episode, but I'm good. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to do spots. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I take that back. I got high with Big J and Dan Soder, and it's silent. And my wife goes, honey, you're on speakerphone with your daughter. Oh, no. <laughs> you need to be warned. This is what nerds my daughters are. My oldest daughter I swear to God, hand to God says, <clears throat> how long has this been going on? <laughs> I was like, what, the lying or the drug use? <laughs> you have two questions there. So then you just went all in and started growing it at your house. Yeah, now I'm growing. You know what's crazy? Is they, it's like, what idiots are these kids? I've been growing marijuana in my garage for the last six months. What did they think I was going to do with it? Make rope? <laughs> so they, no, there's just no way they couldn't have suspected. Especially, you mean that. They are so stupid. Was it, was it, was it a don't ask, don't tell kind of philosophy? 
no, no, no. I've just lied to them their entire lives. So, <laughs> there you go. When they were babies, I told them I created chocolate. I invented <laughs> chocolate. That's brilliant. Why not? I wanted to ask you about uh, something's burning, um, and we had we had a uh, uh, David Tell on. And he was talking about the experience with uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Enjoyed it. Uh, what what, le- what level of uh, what are your actual culinary skills? Uh, I. <laughs> I would say very low to nothing. <laughs> that's, that's the impression I get. Uh, but uh, but it, it, you, you still, I mean, do you, do you, will you, will you make your own food now and then? Or, or, or you know, what, what's the deal? You just like to be in the kitchen because you think people relax more? Because it's clear people have a blast. It, it's a good dynamic for a show, but I wouldn't exactly put you at, at gourmet chef level. No, 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 no. I, I am a horrible, but I can amazingly pull off meals sometimes where everyone's like, shut up. Really? Oh, dude, I made pasta carbonara. Oh, yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dude, it was amazing. Okay, okay. I was just wondering if it was like... I can kind of cook. I can kind of cook. But for me, the the whole point of the show was that Cooking Channel passed on it. Food Network passed on it. And I pitched it. I pitched a few shows to them that they passed on. You remember that show, Kate Plus Eight? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had a show. I had a show similar, but it was me and another comedian. And then it would be scripted, but we had 13 kids. And, and, and that was the premise. Bert and this girl have 13 kids. And on the first episode, one of the kids dies. And then every episode, a kid dies until we get to the final episode where we just have one kid and we're panicking. And so oh, so it, it would be like Bert minus... Yeah, yeah, Burt minus a Burt minus one. Every episode. <laughs> oh and they didn't go for that. They didn't go for that. I pitched a show called Bathrooms, Bathrooms, Bathrooms. All right. The DIY network where we turn every room in your house into a bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, would that not be an amazing That's show? That's phenomenal. For building a bathroom? Yes. Well, and no one goes for this. Well, that's why you just do it yourself. So we're looking at some of your cooking here, and and I was just one again. I was wondering if this stuff was pre prepared or what the story is. But you're, it looks like you know you, you you do have some some skills. But we roll in, we roll in. They give me the recipe. I start drinking, <laughs> and then the whole goal is just have the comics have fun. And yeah. Then, and, and 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 it's just it's just basically a podcast structured around cooking. But um, but every now and then I every now and then I surprise myself, dude. I made Nashville hot chicken with my wife, that and and Wheeler Walker Jr. That was the most. I was like, I can't believe I can make this. It was so good. Hmm. So I, I wanted to. Add, so obviously you're going to be at the the Met on Saturday, June uh, July 27th, and that's you know we're we're, we're talking about that now. You know they're, 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 the Trocadero is closing down um, because yeah. you know that was that was the site of your last. Your your Netflix conquest and that that special was was great. You're going to love the Met. It's a perfect room for comedy. Have, have you done any investigation on what you're to anticipate there? Have you seen the room? Have you explored it? I have no idea. All I know, I mean, it's hard for me because the Troc was such an amazing experience. I mean, yeah. it was so great because you guys had just won the Super Bowl. Everyone was like ripping their shirts off from the balcony, dude. That was the most. I'll never going to top that. Uh, I know nothing about the Met, but I know that it seats 2,000 people and i got to move tickets. Well, right. yeah, it's, no, it's, you, it's you, a gorgeous venue. You're going to yep. love you it. You will, and really? I think it's yep. going to actually even, it maybe even be a more interesting because you're going to have the dichotomy of a, of a room that, that, that reads a little classier and you're bringing your deal to it, but I think it, it's really a great place for comedy. I think you're going to kill it. 
Yeah, you know what it'll be? It'll be like eating a cheesesteak with a fork and a knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You nailed it. That's exactly we'll, it. Yeah. We will we will help move those tickets, Bert. We'll make sure everybody knows what's up and uh and you'll you'll have no problem filling that joint. Well, it's close right now, but I'm telling you we're pulling an all nighter. And we're going to go ride our bikes to Atlantic City. And then I'm going to get a hotel room in Atlantic City. We'll party in Atlantic City. Oh, it's my God. The best weekend of my life. Dear Lord. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, uh, so if you're looking to sign up for Team WMMR Rock and Rollers, you can go to our website and you can sign up there. Uh, here's the deal. You have to sign up by this Friday uh, to guarantee yourself a jersey. All okay. right. So that's the only way to guarantee yourself a free jersey. I mean, you heard Bert Kreischer himself say it. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. It's going to be crazy. Yep. All right. Well, listen. Be insane. I guarantee you I call up. Monday morning going, I have a 15-year-old in my hotel room. I don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. You're casting Bert minus one. <laughs> Bert minus one. Um, all right, Bert, listen, glad to hear you're doing better, and uh, we'll put the word out about the show coming up uh, Saturday, July 27th at the Met, and uh, you can get tickets at, uh, well, all the information is at WMMR.com, but Ticketmaster.com as well. So we're good to go. Brother, good to catch up with you. We'll talk soon, okay? I love you guys. I'll see you in July. Yes. Love you, Burt Kreischer, yes. guys. And I actually have a pair of tickets to that show I can give away right now. Nice. Caller number 15, like you just said, a 15-year-old, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> we will give you a pair of tickets to go to that show Saturday, July 27th. You will howl with laughter. It is... It's impossible to not have a good time when that guy's around. Well, his his last special was was so killer. Yep. And he he always works on new stuff. Yep. Let's get you on board. With that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. I think we got the bizarre file up next, so don't go too far. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Tomorrow morning we're going to have Jack White on and uh, Casey secured this and it's uh, kind of along the lines of when we had the drummer Antonio Sanchez uh, which was kind of for me because I'm I'm a fan. Um, We have a gentleman named Paul Gilbert who's coming by tomorrow morning and while you may not know that if you're a guitarist you probably know who he is uh, well, if you don't, <clears throat> don't know uh, the name, uh, Paul <clears throat> was, uh, he had started the band Mr. Big, which is kind of a poppy rock band. Yep. But, uh, and, and you, then you may not know the level of musicianship that Paul Gilbert is. This guy is one of the top shredders in the world. He's up there with the Ingbe Malmsteins and the Steve Vyes of speed and technical ability and just absolute master of musicianship of his instrument. Uh, he's playing at Ardmore Music Hall uh, uh, tomorrow night, and uh, Casey managed to snag him to come in tomorrow morning. It's pretty morning cool. And it perform. was really, really easy uh, to to get it done. for. Actually, and so. on top of that, he's a super, super nice guy. And I love just, that. And he's, he's a music lover. He and Portnoy have done several projects together. Yeah, so he's uh, virtuoso so level. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, so I, I think I'm from Mayor. Yeah, I've, I've played videos of him for you Yeah, uh, before. Uh, so He's amazing. How effortless he makes it look is, is just insane. It's the way we do radio. We make <laughs> no, it look right, effortless. Right. And then you say, how do they ma- remain so flawless uh-huh, uh-huh. and yet so precise and quick? And but, like me, he has tinnitus, too. So oh, I'm does gonna, he? I'm going to talk to him about that. Yeah, for, for 
for a long time he wore headphones on stage because of his uh, attendance problem. Huh. And is like he... me, he has long flowing hair. Yeah. Uh, Press is he in this song right here? Hold yeah. On, okay. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he wrote this song. So yeah. I love this song. That's a good song. Uh, but his his guitar playing is almost unmatched. So it's going to be really cool to have him by tomorrow morning. So it's going to be a big music show tomorrow. Very cool. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll get uh, more of the details. Uh, and want me to mention well, the other guys le- too? Another legendary musician. Yeah. Pete Rose. Pete Rose, yeah. Oh. Be <laughs> Pete Rose has been the answer to more of our... <laughs> yeah, our questions. Uh, trivia questions. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. Yeah. Pete Rose, Charlie Hustle, the baseball player, will be in touch with us tomorrow. It's going to be a big show Freaking tomorrow, Pete Rose. Man. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Nice. So, uh, Anyhow, we should do the Bizarre File because I got these stories ready to go. Here they are. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. And I have a ton of great bizarre files. Oh my god! I was doing. I was working on these yesterday, and I'm like, "There's like three days worth of awesome stories here." It's an embarrassment of riches, like this one. Dressed in just his underpants and wielding a didgeridoo. <laughs> I just I can stop right there <laughs> to be it. honest. Uh, in Adelaide, uh, Australia, a man w- had chased an intruder <clears throat> from his property, leading to a swift arrest. Uh, Kim Abrook is his name. He woke to noises in his home early Monday. He woke to sound. Uh, and he disturbed the thief and chased him out of the door while swinging a didgeridoo around. Uh, he managed to contact police as he ran down the street after with a police dog helping <clears throat> officers make an arrest soon after. If you were to swing a didgeridoo, would it make it sound? Uh, I don't think so. Mm. I, well, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's a hollow tube. Yeah, so right? Mr. Abrook said, I notice, he said, I notice I run faster when I'm naked, uh, or semi-naked anyway, he said, so I might try that. Very lucky the cops got there first. It's like uh, a lightsaber. Uh, it is a lot like yeah, a lightsaber. Yeah. I wonder if you sped that up. Luke, I'm your father. Uh, a 32-year-old man was uh, charged with aggravated serious criminal trespass and theft and was bailed. Uh, to appear in court on August 6th. Police had alleged that he was found in possession of a wallet and cash stolen during that particular break-in. A man claimed that an argument over $2,000 led his brother to assault him with a guitar, a (laughs) snare drum, and a microphone stand. Wow. In a hotel room, too. Uh, Officers responded around 4.45 a.m. to a motel for a report of an assault. So what was all the musical equipment for? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Just in case he needed to beat up his brother-in-law? Benjamin Gregory returned from a bar to a motel room that he shared with his brother and the siblings argued because the victim's $2,000 was missing. Uh, The paperwork states that the victim went to shower, and when he walked out of the bathroom, his 26-year-old brother hit him in the head (laughs) with a wooden guitar and then struck him multiple times with the guitar, a snare drum... And a microphone stand, causing the victim to uh, lose consciousness. Uh, Benjamin Gregory left the room and drove off, eventually returning to a different motel to sleep. When officers responded to the motel room where the attack happened, they said they found a broken guitar, microphone stand, and a destroyed snare drum on the floor. It was like a Who concert. Along with blood on the floor and blankets. Uh, The suspect was located and was covered in bloodstains. He was booked into jail on charges of aggravated assault, property theft, and drug possession. Police said the victim received eight staples to the back of his head and had multiple abrasions on his arms that were consistent with defense wounds. Uh, he also had cuts on both cheeks and other parts of his face. I changed the pitch on the uh, didgeridoo. Do you guys want to see? Yeah, it's here. Like yeah. here. All right. 
A little. I can change it more. Sounds more like a razor. Yeah, you can you can make it higher or yeah yeah what yeah. Would you do? All I right. can do it just a little bit higher. It, it might sound I don't know. It's not quite as <laughs> well, lightsaber as I thought it might be. <laughs> I can change it higher and also change the tempo, and maybe that'll do something. Yeah, or, try that. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, here, let me just take Casey's a minute. Making Takes the, a few seconds. Here we go. Right, here we go. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I'll fuss with it a little bit more. Yeah, I yeah, love right. it though. <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay, excuse me. <clears throat> That's the uh, fire alarm in Royersford, Australia. <laughs> yeah. A uh, man in Alabama ordered a shower curtain and shower rings off of Amazon with free two-day shipping, but instead he was delivered a um, human urine sample. <laughs> oh. You can order that through Amazon? Alabama. The, only in Alabama, Steve. Okay. Uh, the sample included a woman's name and birthday. Take a look at this. Same-day piss. When the man contacted Amazon, he was told that they were really sorry. Sorry about that. And told him that they didn't want the urine sample. Uh, and he said that uh, they will be sending the ordered shower curtain and ring. So what did the person, what did the urine sample get? They the shower rings? Maybe, but the, there was no uh, further information on that particular story. Uh, then we'll go with this one. Ordering clothing online can sometimes be a bit of a gamble. See, we were talking about sizes. And uh, yes, Absolutely. Uh, a mom from Illinois recently ordered her three-year-old daughter a shirt from China, uh, from China-based online, online retailer uh, AliExpress. The shirt uh, that she ordered features an iconic image of a classic children's book characters, Frog and Toad. But when it arrived in the mail, it also had a message printed underneath the image of Frog and Toad. It said, <laughs> F the police. <laughs> well, oh, my God. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Under the image of Frog and Toad? Apparently, it's a meme that's that makes its way around, and <laughs> Come on. it's not clear why the original photo of the shirt didn't include the writing, F the police, under the Frog hell? and Toad. Uh, the mom says that it made her laugh, and her daughter can't read yet, and she plans to save the shirt so that she can laugh about it when her daughter, with her daughter when she's older, so... <laughs> Who knows? You think you'd want to include that uh, that fact in the shirt? Yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you uh, in the bizarre file this morning. Case, we have a, a couple of minutes, right? Yeah. Um, I, I there was some audio that we didn't get a chance to play today that I'm intrigued by that you sent over, Steve. Yes, yes. Uh, we got a couple of things actually. Um, what do you want to start with? We have uh, there was an embarrassing red carpet. Yeah. Mishap. Yeah. All right. So at the CD- CFDA Fashion Awards, okay, this uh, red carpet host, June Ambrose, uh, she has this woman, I guess she's a designer or celebrity, Hannah Bronfman, comes up and she asks her what who she's wearing. And she says, Kate Spade. And uh, then this, uh, this host says, is Kate here tonight? Oh, no. And if you'll remember, Kate Spade committed suicide. Yes. Uh, and uh, so it's a very awkward okay. moment. Here we go. Who are you wearing? How is, I'm wearing Kate Spade. I love that she's wearing Kate Spade, another one of my favorite American designs. What made you pick Kate? Are you here with Kate? I'm here with Kate. Is she here? No, well, you came before her. Or did she skip by me? 
Well, oh Kate, the team from Kate is here, and we're four. We're four. The four of you. Oh, so you're all coming. To- oh, my God. Oh. All right. She, well, uh, I tell you what. She handled that pretty good, the, the girl yeah. answering yeah. the question did. Oh, no, Kate committed suicide a I'm while sorry. back. She died horribly. Yeah, she, has, she, she took oh. her life, and no one knows why. Why do you ask? Oh, God. I have someone who can help me with it. So here's why I fly against my own jets. I'm going to, I'm this woman's representative. Kenneth Copeland. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, It's just like. Oh, and somebody somebody told her that reporter later on. Oh, and it's and she apologized, but else it's, it's a fashion event too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you think you would know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's live, and they're just rolling through. Like it's true. It's, it's an easy mistake. I mean, mm. it's it's not a good mistake, but it's <laughs> yeah. an easy mistake. Oh, did I miss her? She walked right by. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she must be here. <laughs> oh, it's dear. terrible. Oh, oh, is she being standoffish? I noticed she hasn't been to a lot of events recently. Wow. Uh, uh, how about the uh, the Miley Cyrus? Uh, what is this? So she's promoting this uh, her new album, and uh, it's she is coming is the name of the album. And oh, seriously, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, she <laughs> recorded these f- phone messages, and is this that used to be a thing years ago? It's like the warrant hotline, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, but so she recorded these things, and and they're sort of nonsensical. But right. you want to hear Miley being. Quasi-sexual about pickles. Okay. This is what you're going to hear. Here we go. Hey, it's Miley, and I'm in a real pickle. Ooh, you want to eat some with me? What kind of pickles do you like? Do you like a big kosher pickle or a little tiny baby gherkin? Do you like your pickles sweet or salty? Ugh, I just got pickle juice all over my face and chest. You want to take a bite? What? What? Wait, what? Doesn't she... <laughs> I know, I know. I can't what? not hear the kid from Mike TV. Uh-huh. Mike TV. That's exactly what she sounds like. I hate her voice. Do we have a Mike? The Mike TV. Is, yeah. it, is that on yeah. Box Pro? Hold on. Let me let me finish playing this, and then, okay. we'll, then we'll find uh, the Mike TV clip because the tone of her voice right there. is that. Yeah. All right, here we go. What I'm holding, I'll give you a clue. It's about eight inches long, but it's really wide. So wide, I can't stand it. I want what's inside so bad, but it's hard, really hard. Oh, my God. <clears throat> wow, that was fast. I guess I was more excited than I thought. Anyone want to eat pickles with me? Oh, my God, shut up. It was so stupid. It's incredibly stupid, but you hear it. That voice. I can't Mike TV. Yeah, those are, those, are, those are stupid lines. Yeah, uh-huh. stupid lines, but it's also it, it, the phone thing, the phone promotion <laughs> is a thing from decades ago. God, when she gets older, though, her voice, is, it's going to get it's worse. It's going to be like, come and give mommy a gift. <laughs> oh. You want to help me with my pickers? <laughs> yeah, okay, so uh, Steve had pointed this out. We were trying to figure out what it was about the tone of her voice, mm. and and you nailed it, Steve. You're like, she sounds like Mike TV <laughs> from the original Willy Wonka movie, yeah. Yeah. which is the kid that's uh, obsessed with television oh. and you know, it goes, uh, it cuts you up into a million pieces, you go up in the air. And, uh, blah, blah, blah. Are you ready? <laughs> all right, so I think this is them back to back. Side by side, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, all right, very good. Now, I suppose you all know how ordinary television works. You photograph something. Sure, I do. You photograph something, and then the photograph is split up into millions of tiny pieces, and they go whizzing through the air down to your TV set where they're all put together again in the right order. Ever since he's gotten here, he's just been obnoxious. <laughs> It's her. It's <laughs> yes. He gets everything he wants just because he's famous. Well, he's not the only star at this school, and I think it's about time that she starts getting some of the perks. 
Take it. It's just a picture. You're darn right. Mr. Wonka, can you send other things? Not just chocolate, I mean. Anything you like. What about people? <laughs> Slow down there, ego boy. Look at me. I'm going to be the first person in the world to be sent by television. He's a TV star. Big what? Right? Drama queen in your oatmeal this morning. Oh my god! It's hard to distinguish yeah. them, but that's I, the way she talks yeah. normally. <laughs> I love her singing voice, though. No, I she's really, a good singer. Really do. Uh, by the way, the actor who played Mike TV is Paris Thamen, uh, and I don't know if he was in anything else or not. But all right, and then uh, <laughs> one final one, and this yeah. is kind of wild. So Michael uh, Douglas, uh, the legendary Michael Douglas, yeah. is attempting to move. A, uh, a house, an estate that he has in Spain, and it's not moving. It's up for thirty-two million dollars. Okay, and so um, they, so he said, "Well, maybe let me record the VO for the house." So okay. if you if you're checking on the ad, it's Michael Douglas describing his house. It's okay. kind of weird. Here we go. In the mid 19th century, Archduke Ludwig Salvador of Habsburg bought a large piece of land on the northwest coast of Mallorca. When I first saw Sestak in 1990, I also fell under its spell and bought the property. And now it's time for me to let someone else enjoy the privilege and the adventure of Sestaka. Wow. And it's only $32 million. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. I do. I do yeah. like that. That's but, uh, a novel idea. Uh, and of course, as you would well imagine, it's freaking gorgeous. Oh, that's cool. Um, I have a question. Sure. Yeah. Was Bill Weston just in this corner? He was. Okay. Yeah. He, he was. didn't imagine that. Oof, yeah. What happened? I don't know. I turned my head and poof, he was gone. I'm gone. like, was he really here in the first place? Wow. Am I here or am I just a dream? <laughs> I didn't know it was, uh... He's like, uh, <laughs> he's Merlin, <laughs> or am I a fantasy? Oh, there he is. There you go. He's back again. I'm a dream to some and a nightmare to others. <laughs> That's out of Excalibur. I love it. Oh my god! I turned and I and I came back over here and I looked at the, at the monitor and then I turned back around and he was gone. Yeah, I, You're what's that? I was I was checking the levels. I oh. Was like, I, I'm, I was checking the levels in the uh, main air studio. Oh. I was watching your view, view meters up. Are here. we having? I know we're having because stuff is getting rewired today. and things are going. So it's, it sounds a little hot today, hot do you? Today. But it's hard to Sexy tell these digital VU meters because they go up to the red line and they stop. It's not yeah. like an analog VU meter with... You could yeah. rely on those, uh, you know, years ago. And I, but, oh, you're right. You, it was easier to tell them with the old analog. Hey, side note, um, we mentioned the Jack White interview tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. That's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be um, uh, intriguing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, mm. he's, not, uh, he's not out there a lot. Yeah. So, but he does so much that's right in the wheelhouse of what MMR is all about. Yeah, but you, you, you he's he's not uh, socially gregarious. <laughs> but he's you not, know, he's, he's not, not Gene Sam. Simmons. You know, yeah. he, he's a very different type of artist. But yeah, you have the guy who's you know he he in Walk Hard. He's playing Elvis. He's comical. Yeah. He's got a sense of humor. So he he have, is a bit of an enigma. You have the ability to listen to your guests. So, you know, you'll kind of like hear where he's at and you have some yeah. questions for him. And uh, I'm sure it'll be a really cool uh, conversation. We're yep. looking forward to it. Yep. yep. Cool, man. Uh, all right. Thank you, Bill. West, man about he disappeared. Oh, where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do the uh, lesson question, trash music news. Those things are on the way. Stay with us.
interested in the Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I have a lesson question, and today we are going to give away a pair of tickets for a live taping of the Comic Book Gurus podcast. That'll be at the Franklin Institute. Steve is hosting it. You'll be yes. able to go to the Marvel exhibit afterwards. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. Uh, let's see. What band is the most revered on E.T.'s home planet? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. It's they actually, amazing. They sing their anthem. Yes. Uh, which band is the most revered on E.T.'s home planet. 215-263-WMMR. That's the number. Call now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Planning a celebration for the dad or grad in your life? Make them happy. Serve in style with Primo Hoagies party trays and sampler platters. Order online at primohoagies.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the LAPD is warning the Dodgers not to post pictures of their extravagant homes on social media because burglars have been robbing those homes when they're away on games. The warning prompted many of the players to start posting on LinkedIn because no one ever checks that. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Kardashian sending a... I love that, by the way. Rob Kardashian sending a flirty tweet to sultry Dominican singer Natty Natasha after seeing a sexy picture of her on Twitter. Apparently, Rob doesn't have much game as he told Natasha that her picture made his vajumic sweat. And finally, Wendy Williams, after just finishing 22 years with her cheating ex, Kevin Hunter, says she's still open to finding Mr. Right. Williams clarified her definition of Mr. Right as a two-foot penis with a trust fund. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. All right, we will see if uh, you were listening. that okay? Hello. All right, thank you. All right, so <laughs> we thought that would work. It did, right? Yeah, 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 that, that was your call. Hello. <laughs> Pituation. Uh, we're looking for an answer to this uh, <laughs> Which band is the most revered on E.T.'s home planet? I am going to go to Nick for the answer. Nick, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good, Nick. Do you know uh, which band is most revered on E.T.'s home planet? Yes, it's Spandau Ballet. Yes. Spandau Ballet. Hang on just a second, Nick. We're going to get your information, and you are going to go to the taping of the Comic Book Gurus podcast at Franklin Institute, hosted by Steve Morrison. Thursday, June 13th at 6 p.m. after the podcast. You get to explore the exhibit, Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and other rare materials. It's now open at Franklin Institute. Tickets and information at fi.edu. Do you want a little Spandau Ballet fun fact? Yes, and then I have a President Steve a fun fact. Okay, so uh, the two of the members of Spandau Ballet played the Craze in a movie called The Craze about the Cray brothers, uh, you know, the, the mobsters, which was later both brothers played by Tom Hardy oh. in the movie Legend. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, the, if you want to see the original and you're a huge Spandau Ballet fan, check out the original version, The Craze. Hey, Sounds good. Situation's impressed. I got a text. Uh, I'm guessing it is uh, accurate, but I don't know. But apparently, ten years ago on this date, no, a particular sound effect came uh, came to be and was born here on the President Steve Show. Casey hit it. 
Yeah, a couple. Ten years ago. Oh, oh my God. Oh How does this person God. know this? I don't know. Ten years, man. Ten. That's when the Yeah Cup. Play the full. Uh, for, wow. Well, yeah, as a tribute, we have Look to. Look it up. I'll play around with this for a minute. Yeah, a cup. 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 Now, that's a record we could break. Oh, couple. Uh, what? How well, many times? Cup. That. Those are two different clips, right? Oh, two yeah, different yeah. moments yeah, in time. Yeah, two different moments completely. Yeah, married together. Yeah, a cup. <laughs> that's the original. That, yeah. yeah, a cup. And then we had. Couple. <laughs> Followed it up with that, Jim. And then, that's what I get to do. That was my first year at MMR. Was it? Yeah, yeah, we were in the other studio. I remember clearly. It was a little bit of a, a little bit of a dusting of snow in the parking lot. Yeah. And we were talking about doing donuts. Yeah. That's what I get to do. And nobody said anything after Nick said that. We just kind of let it go. And then, maybe he's right. And then later on. <laughs> It was born. <laughs> well, you relived that moment. Like, like, like they brought the clip out, Nick, with a little blanket over it. And here's your clip. It was it was kind of like it happened. And it was like, okay, that was really dorky sounding. Uh, We're just going to hang on to that for a little bit. Kind of like when, when you asked that question uh-huh. to, uh, to Seth Rogen. Yeah. I was like, you know what? If we do this right away, it's really going to hurt his feelings. Yeah, you have to wait till yeah. the feelings are out Is of yeah. uh, yeah. the uh, uh, You know, just, just improv that, that you have been known to have been come to known as. as. I can't even react. I, I can't. How long ago was that? I don't know. Mm. Probably, well, we're, we were in this studio. A couple years ago. Yeah. yeah, a couple. <laughs> <laughs> what was he promoting? He was promoting... Couples uh, Retreat. Yeah, no, couple. no, it I'm was sorry. an observant report because the full question, he goes, Hey, Seth, uh, you know, in, in observant report, okay. do you get to... Okay. All right, so whenever found... that movie came out... Have you found Nick's yet? I, I, I don't know if this is it or not, so... They've they done Letterman a few times. They did Letterman they... like uh, U2 did where they were in residence yeah. for a while. Well, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. O'Brien uh, closed out his... That was just me getting stuck uh, in the word. No, because uh, I had asked Nick if you wanted to mention something that, like... Uh, an appearance. It was an appearance. Yeah. 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 You go, Check to see if this is it. <laughs> you go, yeah a, couple, yeah, a couple things. All right, let's try this. Here we go. Tell you how you can win that next week. And Nick, you wanted to mention something. Yeah, a couple, couple things, actually. I'm in uh, Lancaster tomorrow. <laughs> and, you know, you... you <laughs> There'd be no way you could recreate that. No. There'd, there'd be no, there was no intent to do that. Well, that just, and why would you want to? Why would you want to? <laughs> that and the holla. Holla? He could, we could never recreate that. Uh, this it sounds was sometimes processed. Sometimes uh, it's a daemon, uh, yeah. Steve. There's a daemon. Let me tell you something. Yes. When that Nick McQueen, who is a God-fearing young man, I know that his heart is in the right place here, though he does travel commercial. He made this sound, and, and clearly, uh, Beelzebub was speaking out of his mouth. Listen to this. <laughs> okay, so we hung on to the, we guess what I get to do for a little bit to not hurt his feelings. Listen how immediate we, and I, I can't say we, you, Steve, <laughs> jumped on top of the cup because you go, cow. Yeah, Tell you how you can win that next week. And Nick, you wanted to mention something. Yeah, a couple, couple things, actually. I'm in uh, Lancaster tomorrow. Cow. <laughs> It sounds like we inserted. Yeah. It sounds like we inserted the clip. Yeah, right before he said anything. Yeah. We did it. We didn't. That's legitimately uh, how it played out. So. Dimension something. Yeah, a couple, couple things actually. I'm in uh, Lancaster tomorrow. Okay. What was our most recent addition? Our most recent addition to the to the hall of uh, the. It uh, was a, a ringtone that we made with Casey. Uh, well, that was bees, bees. Right. but that wasn't a flub. That was just me being an idiot. Yeah. Who was la- who was last? Uh, well, before you that? had one. 
There's one of Preston squealing. Yes, uh, we the haven't other played day. around with this yet, but uh, somebody grabbed this audio. <laughs> <laughs> that's you? That's you. Yeah. Is that your new laugh? <laughs> that's me trying to laugh. I told you, I've lost part of my laugh. That's it's very right. weird. Something something has happened Something's with my vocal wrong. cords, and, and, uh, and I've lost part of my laugh. It sucks. <laughs> oh, that's right. You were calling uh, Dr. Dr. Mike, Mike when he was attending uh-huh. to a, a sick child who was having a head transplant. <laughs> and asked <laughs> And that's me. Oh, he, like you could horse. fix his laugh. When do I, we have a horse in the studio? Uh, here is one that says Casey Nia. Eh, eh. I don't know what that is. It uh, says Nia. Eh, eh. Here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good one. That's just a classic that, Casey. Yeah, artwork. that's not yeah, a yeah. Uh, that's not a flub. Here's here's a flub from Kathy. <laughs> All right, I love false. <laughs> no, that's not a flub. That's no, just a declaration. A... Uh, so I don't know if there's been anything. All right. Well, then we're, we've, we've had a good long streak then. <laughs> Someone should be coming up. Yeah. By the right. way, we're, uh, we're due for one. Kathy, <laughs> the, the person who texted in with us says, thank you so much. Yes, uh, it is accurate and true. You can thank your podcasts for me knowing <laughs> that and maybe being a tad bit of an Uber fan. So. Well, we appreciate the fandom. Hey, uh, when did Snookle happen? <laughs> That, that was, was that was a that, that was not, not long, that long ago. ago. That was not long yeah, ago. It might have been last week. <laughs> Snookle. All oh, right. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot that that was me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Who said that? What idiot? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this idiot. Um, Do we have that ice? I don't know. We got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right there, there it is. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, Snookle. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of choke on that word too. <laughs> Snookle. <laughs> Snookle. <laughs> Broadcasting legend. <laughs> Can you get the whole thing? Because he, he really had a hard time with that. Well, th- th- by the way, Nick, I think we have had discussed this. Have you ever had apnea issues? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Because I wonder that. Uh, it's not I, that. No. Okay. It's not <laughs> that. <laughs> it's me trying to get the words out as quickly as possible. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should have been in and done with music news like five minutes well, ago. Wait, let's oh, just consider that music news. Uh, no, I did. That's I, your music news. I got some stories to share with you. I, I, at least I got a, <laughs> right. I, I got a couple wait, of them. Yeah. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> did Casey say misquote shield instead of mosquito shield? <laughs> no. I, it was like really? mis- <laughs> I was trying to say, well, I can find that, but I just messed up the word mosquito, and I was like, (laughs) okay, maybe. I I I wish you had said (laughs) misquote shield. That'd be great. (laughs) Maybe I did. You know. All right, we should do uh, music news. So we're going to do and happy anniversary. Yes, yeah. Just one. And yeah. (laughs) Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. <laughs> All right, brought to you this morning by Diesel Moss Real Philly Deli. And if you want a real uh, Philly hoagie, uh, you have to get a, you have to go to a real Philly Deli. Dietz and Watson created the Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, your map to the most delicious hoagies in the area and city. You can earn prizes like t shirts, coolers, food, and even tickets to see the birds play just by eating real Philly hoagies. 21 Pilots and the Killers. I have a couple of sports stories, believe it or not. Wow, yeah, it's Preston Sports Desk. Uh, 21 Pilots and the Killers have been announced as headliners for a free two-day concert series uh, during the Major League Baseball All-Star Week at the beginning of July. The concerts are going to take place outside Playball Park in downtown Cleveland before the night concludes with fireworks. And Playball is an interactive baseball-themed festival that's going to run from uh, Friday, July 5th to Tuesday, July 9th. 21 Pilots will kick off the concert series on the 5th, and the Killers 
will headline the following evening on the 6th. And you can visit uh, the MLB website uh, starting today, actually, at 1 o'clock to get tickets for that. Now, James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett are going to perform the national anthem before tip-off uh, tonight as the Golden State Warriors host the Toronto Raptors for the Game game 3 of the NBA Finals. They're, they're going to be doing the U.S. national anthem. Okay. And uh, the Canadian national anthem will be performed by Tennille Arts. Uh, the game will be carried on ABC. And uh, the Metallica Axemen have also performed the anthem before San Francisco Giants baseball games and San Jose Sharks hockey games. Hammett told ESPN that he feels that the version of the national anthem they perform is really unique and different. Uh, so that should be kind of interesting. That is very interesting. Rage Against the Machine, uh, Tom Morello, guitarist, also for Audio Slave, Prophets of Rage, uh, has said that uh, in a new interview that there is a lot of material uh, from Audio Slave featuring Chris Cornell that is yet to see the light of day. He said there's a great amount of Audio Slave material sitting in the vault. When asked about the possibility of it being issued, he said there are no plans for that currently to be released, but there's no impediments to being released either. He said we'll figure out we'll figure it out at some point. Well, there's a lot of records worth of stuff that didn't get released. There's a few of my favorite Audio Slave songs that just never fully saw the light of day. So hopefully. Uh, they'll come out with something. That would be pretty cool. That is. Uh, it's weird to hear that in this day and age that because they, they just tend to release everything in these massive yeah. sets. And yeah. uh, that what he considers quality stuff is just sitting there inert is yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah. We have a lot of Audio Slave in our um, library here. And yeah. one song in particular that I love. It doesn't get a whole lot of airplay, and that's Cochise. That one is, yeah. I, I think that's like the first one that they ever released. That's the right. first one I remember, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah this, this is, that's a great tune. Uh, and looking at, you know, the other songs like A Stone, I Am the Highway, uh, Revelations, um, who else is on there? Uh, Your Time Has Come, What You Are, yeah, there's a whole lot of them. But this, I always liked Cochise. Uh, so maybe... In the next year or two, they'll uh, they'll decide to release some of that. I don't have time to... There we go. I was waiting for the intro to start. No, we don't... I, I, we don't have time. Come on. Come on. Coaches. Finally, if you thought you spotted a familiar face on HBO's new Deadwood movie, you probably did. Allison Chains guitarist and singer Jerry Cantrell... Made a cameo in the film thanks to actor W. Earl Brown, who plays Dan Doherty in Deadwood and played filmmaker Alan Poole McClard in the Allison Chains mockumentary called AIC 23. Cantel wrote on Instagram, snuck into a shot or two in the Deadwood movie, courtesy of W. Earl Brown, standing next to Garrett Dillahaunt here. I'm a huge fan of the show and have become good friends with Earl and Robin Weigert. She plays Calamity Jane. Yeah, she's great. Over the poker table and other shenanigans. I gave Ian McShane, who plays Al Swearingen, a vinyl copy of Rainier Fog that day, too. Said it was fun to be in the background watching the professionals do their thing. So I watched about ten minutes of it. I want to watch the whole thing. And in the ten minutes... Some of the most profane dialogue, and they the c word is a default. Yep. Yeah, and it's just I, I, you can't help but crack up because they're mixing it also with incredibly lush English. Yes, I had a hard time watching it because, I, and I think the kids I to, didn't like it. Well, no, no, I wouldn't watch it with the kids. <laughs> um, I think it's because I didn't really watch the series, so I feel oh, like all right before I, did, I watch yeah. the movie, I got it. And it wasn't many seasons, right? Two or three? Two. Yeah. Two. 
Yeah. yeah. Two? I loved that show. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely have to see this. By the way, uh, Jerry has done some acting here and there in the past, uh, playing small roles in the films, uh, singles, Jerry Maguire, and Almost Famous. And Jerry Maguire, he's the guy that works in the copy store. It even looks like Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he, he's had some pretty funny little cameos. Uh, he appears in, uh, of course, the Allison Chains mockumentaries as well and a handful of others. So he's popped up in Deadwood. I think he's like just a guy at a bar or something. Right. Like that, he's so. not a major no. character. W. No. Earl Brown, by the way, played Warren in Something About Mary. You remember that character? The brother? Oh, yeah. no. Really? Uh, yeah. And he was one of the only characters in those Far- uh, Farrelly Brothers movies who did not have Down Syndrome to play somebody with Down Syndrome or somebody right. who was uh, uh, impaired like that. And so uh, he's a great actor. And I didn't know he was in Deadwood now. Yeah, yeah. All right, and there you go, your uh, music news for you this morning. We're going to take a break, but not before we try to give away our secret text word. Kathy, I need a number caller if you would. 15. All right, call it 15. What a number! Let's see if you know the secret text word, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to grab a random texture as well, and somebody's going to get these uh, Ron Jaworski golf passports. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive, with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve T-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins, and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual Isley for President Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We have overstayed our welcome. It's getting late, folks, but uh, a very... Enjoyable program to do uh, today and um, not finish yet because we do have to give away a prize. We were looking for a secret text word. Caller, and that was number 15. So we're going to go to Tim, who happens to be that number. Hi, Tim. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. It's me, Gay Robot. Oh, wow. <laughs> need you some pancakes. Need some pancakes. <laughs> Tim, what is the secret text word? That's uh, putter. Putter, yep. <laughs> yes, sir. And we are going to give you a pair. Of Ron Jaworski golf passes, each passport good for a round of golf at all six of Ron Jaworski's golf courses. So congratulations to you, Tim. Thank you very much. You bet. Hang on the line. We grabbed a random texter as well, and that is Edward Amons, uh, who is from Philadelphia. And uh, don't forget that it is this week's big freaking deal. Six rounds of golf for just $89. That includes free shipping. So there you go. Well, are they shipping the tickets to you, perhaps, or they, the passes? Probably sending the passport. Okay. I, I don't know. In a bizarre way, I still don't understand it, but whatever it is, it's free. But now through Sunday at WMMR.com, you can get that deal, keyword deal, and it makes a great Father's Day gift, of course. So um, there you go. Congratulations. Hey, uh, shout out from intern Ben, who wants to wish... Hannah Gallant, uh, 25th birthday today. She does, it says, Temple for Social Work. She works at Temple, Social Worker at Temple, I guess? Or she's, or a she's student related to at Borat? Te- oh, a student oh. at Temple. Really for know. to make good social work? Some temple for <laughs> Social Work. So, uh, happy birthday to you, uh, Helena. And hopefully you have a wonderful day. I want to thank our guests. Thank you to uh, the wonderful... 
Roland Scarinci, who yeah. came by this morning. Yeah. 96-year-old World War II vet and played a few songs on his harmonica for this morning, for us this morning, told us his stories. He is just a lovely man. He was so super nice and so thankful of everything that's been going on in his life, especially this time of his life right now. He said his you know, everybody's gone, his whole family is is passed on. But he's got his his wonderful wife Gloria, who he kept oh, praising over and over. Seventy two yeah. years they've been married, and uh, he just had the nicest things to say, and it was wonderful talking to him. So. Just feels like we're the better for meeting him, you know. If if, uh, if you missed it, I think that's going to be part of a replay tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be able to hear it if you're up early. So he was great. I missed it, and I really wanted to hear it because I knew he was coming on. Yeah, he was, um, and he just sounded so cool. Ah, oh, he was the best. Uh, and thank you to Bert Kreischer. Yay! Bert's awesome. He's performing at the Met on July 27th. He's going to be riding in uh, Casey's <laughs> Bend to the Shore bike ride. Really? Yes. yes. He's a, and he's doing a show the night before. He said he's going to pull an all-nighter, ride the bike. I uh, heard him say it. Yep. And uh, and so if you want to get on, if you want to ride a bike with Bert Kreischer, get on Casey's team, man. Get signed up now. Get signed up now because, honestly, last year our jerseys were the talk of the entire tour. We did a New Jersey this year. It's nothing like last year's jersey. A New Jersey. It's new a New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> oh, and to ride, New Jersey. To wear as you're riding in New Jersey. Um, but the only way to guarantee a jersey is to be signed up for the team by this uh, Friday because the orders are in. Um, and then, like, my first payment goes in on Friday for the right. jerseys. The jerseys are free, by the way, if, if if you sign up before Friday. Absolute cutoff is this Friday. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, again, you have to raise the, the minimum amount, which is, like, 200 bucks. Friday by, like, midnight or Friday? Yeah, we'll give you till, um, actually, close the business Friday. Okay. All, All right. right. Fair so enough. Your uh, your bicycle event is when, Casey? July 28th. Okay, because Marcus's one for Cancer Society is this weekend. Is this yes. weekend, and Marcus right. is going to join us uh, tomorrow oh, to sweet. give a, a last push Excellent for that team. Cool. Yeah, he's going to join me, I think, on Friday to do the same. Cool. Uh, so Excellent. Good. Very good stuff. Uh, shall we do the letter of the day? Yeah. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. I as in irrelevant. All right. We have uh, two more to go. Four Hershey Park tickets, by the way, and an overnight stay. Four four is what we're giving away. Every Hershey Park ticket is packed with more than 70 attractions. Including 14 coasters, an entire water park, and the all-new interactive gaming ride, Reese's Cup Fusion. Uh, You can save on tickets at HersheyPark.com. Hershey Park, happiness is best when shared. Uh, What's happening today, man? Well, um, uh, this fine gentleman that was on with you, uh, is it the 75th anniversary tomorrow? 75th of D-Day tomorrow. So yesterday was the 30th anniversary of the protests on Tiananmen Square. Uh, and it's fascinating. I watched a few news things. The Chinese government have excised it out of all the history books. Yes, they have. Um, and so, you know, a young student in, in China wouldn't even know that this uh, really profound and and deep and honorable um, uh, mm-hmm. protest by all these uh, young people in Tiananmen Square took place. They wouldn't have even known it's it. Very Orwellian. Yeah, very much mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So I have a couple of little songs uh, for that that I wanted to throw in. And uh, we'll get to that. Also, we have uh, Workforce Blocks of the Allman Brothers and Disturbed and Queen. Also, we have tickets for Dave Matthews Band for the second show, June 15th. And if all of that was not enough... Mm-hmm. We have the playback today of our MM Archive session with Duff McKagan at yeah. 2 p.m. I heard them warming up, and they sounded excellent. Amazing. 
I mean, they sang, and I, well, I, you know, it's a, a little spoiler, but the Mad Season song, River of Deceit. No kidding. It's one they, of my favorite songs. Oh, my God. I, I played it um, last week as a little teaser for the upcoming uh, MM Archive session. They were sitting in the green room practicing it before they even came in here. This is the studio we use when you guys leave to record these sessions. And they did this beautiful uh, harmony-laden Two acoustic guitar um, presentation of that song, which is stunning. I get goosebumps listening to these chords. And it's uh, Mike McCready and Lane Staley, and uh, it's just a, an, an incredible album. But this song is brilliant. It was a one-off. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For the purposes of, they were a bunch of musicians from Seattle that wanted to get together and not be in Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and the other bands at the time. So they they recorded this album. That was it, and then Lane Staley passed away a few years ago. The rest of the musicians, a few years after it came out, I should say, the rest of the musicians got together and did a bit, a bit of a tribute to Mad Season, um, including Mike McCready a few years back. But um, yeah, the only that record from this from that band uh, exists. And um, the whole Duff, album is really good, by the way. Yes, it is. Uh, Duff McKagan was part of that tribute, which he talks about. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, before we go into this uh, later Duff this and, afternoon, Duff and Mike McCready are good friends. Cool. So, is this? The original, or is it? Yeah, it's the original. original. Yeah. 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 We, we, we wouldn't scoop you on your own audio. Oh, scoop away. <laughs> uh, I'm scoopable. I'm, I'm unscoopable. No, I'm, I am scoopable. <laughs> scoop like the wind. Inscrutable and unscoopable. Uh, <laughs> nice. Anyway, it'll be fun. That's at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Cool. Action-packed program. Sounds like it, man. All right. Uh, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. And the President and Steve show has been brought to you today. By Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International. Uh, Planet Fitness, get the Planet Fitness black card, and you can bring a workout buddy with you every single visit. And by Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow, jam-packed and exciting program, we will talk to one Mr. Jack White on the show. Yeah. Best guest of all time on any radio show, Preston and Steve. I rest my case. He's, he's going to be giving us a call. We'll also talk to the amazing Pete Rose, the legend. Kuka Basketball. Yeah, Kuka Basketball. I think that's exactly, I think that's the name of his book, to yes, be honest. Yes, it is. Basketball. Uh, and this one I'm very excited about. It's kind of a personal thing. Casey's invited a, one, of, one of my favorite guitarists. Paul Gilbert, who will be performing uh, in at the Ardmore Music Hall uh, tomorrow night, and he will be in our studio, and he's going to be performing in wow. our studio. You know his sister, Melissa. Melissa Gilbert, <laughs> no. But the man, he's, he's got the speed of an Ingve Malmsteen. He's incredible on guitar, so that'll be tomorrow How do you morning. do that? Uh, I have one pass left for our movie screening tonight of Dark Phoenix. UA King of Prussia, 7.30. You need to be there by 7. We'll take caller number 10, and we'll give that ticket away. 215-263-WMMR. That's a, a pair of tickets, by the way. Uh, so that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow again. Bye-bye. On 93.3 WMMR. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. We hate this damn Google Expressway traffic hole. Next message. I'm listening to the Tower Evangelist. 
guys are cracking me up. You really make my day and my hour and a half long commute from Delaware to Pennsylvania to work. I I don't know how I could make this commute without you. Next message. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, my name is Nate Bender from Checkpoint XP, and if you like video games, you should subscribe to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast from B-Pod Studios. On Checkpoint XP, we talk about the biggest stories in gaming, like the loot box controversy and the U.S. government getting involved with regulating video games. We also cover the latest news in the growing world of esports, like Nate Nanzer leaving the Overwatch League and joining Epic to jumpstart the Fortnite esports scene, or Tifu suing the esports organization that represents it. Phase Clan and Checkpoint XP gets access to some of the biggest names in video gaming and geek culture, like Sam Regal from Critical Role and one of the best Smash players in the world, Hungrybox of Team Liquid. So if you want to keep up on the latest in the world of video games, make sure you're subscribed to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast for new episodes Monday through Friday. Find us at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.